We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Alana priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? Uh, good evening, brothers, sisters, non-binary listeners. Uh, on the podcast tonight is your host, Bobby, your other host, Kendra. Say hello, Kendra. Hi. And tonight we have a very sensual bishop's son. (laughs) 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 No, say hello to Stephen Lee. Hey, Steve. Hi. Hey, you we've been waiting a long time for you to come no, up on this No, we've podcast, waited a couple months. Real. You know, like we've Has waited about like long? 30% of our podcast being on the air. We've been waiting for you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> well, here I am, waiting no longer. You know, you know, what's fun about Stephen Lee and I is I can't listen to Thrice's uh, Water uh, album without thinking about driving you home the night before you went on your mission after Joe our, uh, Joe Adams sang us the worst drunken rendition of how much he loved us on his guitar. Oh my Aww, God. Oh, that's so And sweet. you know what else? That what? is the night that I had my first ever drink of alcohol. <gasps> was it right Jack before Daniels? your mission? The night before my mission. Oh. I wasn't a part, I hadn't had a drink yet, so I wasn't part of that. No way, yeah, it was Where'd whiskey. You- Okay, it was, what kind? It was, in it was Jack Daniel. It was Jack Daniels, right? Um, probably. I think it was Jack. I'm pretty sure. I did not have a chaser. <laughs> did not have a chaser. It was a strange experience, but I felt the Holy Spirit that night. The, I was gonna ask, did it feel like the Holy Ghost? I, I dead serious. In actually. your butthole. I remember, like later on in my mission, you know, they were always talking like how you feel the Holy Ghost and shit, and the way they describe it, like burning in your bosom, whatever. Yeah. I like always naturally thought back to like that night laying on the couch before I went into the MTC. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Honestly, I feel very special that we hung out the night before you went on your mesh. Yeah. But I also felt like very burdened by that because I was obviously the oldest. Joe is a year younger than me and you're like, what, two years younger than me? Um, that sounds correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You're still a youngin. Yeah, but, like, I was the only one not doing anything, but, like, I drove him home that <laughs> night. We listened to Thrice. Uh, now, I think about that, and I'm like, uh, did I corrupt him? Yeah, absolutely. No, you, maybe you corrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did have the first drink out of you, too, so. That's fair. That's yep. fair. And you're, you're so much younger than me, and it was before your mission. I didn't even commit to a mission, Stephen Lee. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did I go? Uh, Washington, D.C. South. Oh, do you know Satan Which, Smith? Which, actually, Satan Smith? No, <laughs> no Satan Smith. Did you meet oh. Satan? <laughs> I didn't meet Satan. Did you beat him? Satan! <laughs> but no, it was D.C. South, but it was like, it wasn't actually D.C., it was Northern Virginia. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just not like... the Richmond, Virginia mission. No, it was north of that, so it was in like Alexandria, Woodbridge. Um, you see any colonial ghosts there? Did I feel the Holy Ghost there? No, I said, did you see any colonial ghosts? Oh. <laughs> um, no. No, I did not. But I uh, met many people who told me they had. 
That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Did I make fake Should promises to come see there. you? Because I feel like I was in Maryland at the same time you were in Virginia. Oh, really? No, I guess I didn't then. Thank God bless. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to do that, Bobby. I do it all the time, though. Like, that's what anxiety does. You're like, I'll come see you, I promise. And then you're like, just sweat about it for like four months. <laughs> I just did see a couple penguins people, though. Really? Who? Yeah. Who? I believe so. Shit, that was a long time ago. Stephen Lee, what's your at? What's my at? Yeah, I'll edit it out. Oh, like. She must like, know what you look like. Yeah. Oh, like my social. Okay. So if you uh, want to um, give it the lingo, you, bro, if you're going to yeah, get back lingo, into the dating scene, you have to know <laughs> what your at is. Uh, I'm going to do it. That's easier. He's adorable. Also, just add her immediately so she can see who you are because that's <laughs> who she is. That's who she is. Okay, share. We're friends now. We're bonded. I'm, so, I'm Steve, waiting. get up on there and uh, and like look at like the 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 third one. That's exactly what I remember. Black Lives like. Matter. Okay, we're buds. You have your pronouns <laughs> up. That's so sweet. <laughs> no, honestly, you you're married. You were uh, you're you have children with a black woman, correct? Uh, she's half black, half Samoan. So technically, they're Afikasi. Ooh. But yeah. How, what what is Afikasi like? Break all that uh, like down. Polynesian and. Polly and Black. Yeah. Cute baby. No, they are adorable. They are adorable. Oh, God, why wouldn't they be? You know, when I went to, um, I was thinking about how I said I didn't have anyone that I cared about uh, <coughs> from Pinkwich High School when I went there. And I thought about Steve for a second when he was a freshman and I was a junior. <laughs> but mostly what I thought about was your sister, Joyce. Legend. Legendary. And... Uh, <laughs> Jordan, my cousin Jordan uh, Leach, also and also Megan Connor, who okay. had babies with Austin. And Austin just added me on social media. Like a lot of the cousins have been added me, so shout out to the cousins. I'm glad the word's gotten out with the family that I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you live in Pingwich? Has it gotten out that I have a podcast? <laughs> um. Well, to know that, I would have to get out once in a while. I don't really. <laughs> You're just out here being a race trader. <laughs> Essentially. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so what's okay. the fireside about tonight, Stephen? What do you got for us? No, we're oh, gonna talk shit. about a lot I of things. I thought you guys were in charge of that. No, 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 you're in charge. No, I'm telling you what we're talking about. Oh Bishop's, my God. Bishop's son, growing oh, up in Penguich. Bishop's son. Uh, yeah. being the historian, marrying uh, B- POC, having mixed children, being called a race trader. That's the layout. <laughs> okay. Start with number one. Also, wait, real quick, Steve. Does your mom ever tell you that I told her when you got um, engaged? I was like, oh, that's too bad. I wanted to go on at least one. Oh, I already said that. We already talked about this. One Bobby, date. you said that about five minutes ago. I know, but did your mom Did your mom ever bring it up to you? I think she did, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's all I wanted to know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fuck am i a third wheel in this no 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 (laughs) kendra acts like the last episode we had she wasn't like did you talk about this oh yeah you talked about this (laughs) hey your last episode sounded pretty interesting which one was that the racism one in a small town or something oh did you listen to it no i I didn't listen to all of it but i started it oh well that's enough (laughs) sorry (laughs) i don't care no (sighs) I need to catch up on my on my podcast. 
<laughs> well, now you're gonna because you're part emails. of it. You're part of us now. It's a part of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my first podcast. You're right. I'll never forget it. Okay, we're so... gonna have to send you like some merch or something. Oh, you got that? Heck yeah. We're working on it. Yeah, this is. Listen, we'll hit it up in 2022. We'll figure it out. Okay. Kendra, I, I feel like the... you need to hit. I think I feel like Kendra's. Okay, so I have two, which is, it's prescribed, and what's the other one? I don't even remember. Disgrace. Oh, hashtag disgrace. And I feel like Kendra, one of Kendra's should be listen dot 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 because <laughs> <laughs> she says that all the time. I'm trying not to say it, but no, listen. I love it. I think it's funny. <laughs> What else am I supposed to say? Look, you can't you can't see me. <laughs> you guys are silly. I uh, got yeah, 100%. Okay, so Okay, so let's calm down everybody. Everybody calm <laughs> down. Let's have a regular ass fireside Okay, here. so where did you go on your mission? No, was... what's it like being a bishop, son? <laughs> well, I was young when he was the bishop. Uh... I feel like Joyce was labeled a hoe even though she wasn't, right? <laughs> she definitely wasn't. Who's Joyce? His That's older my big sister. sister. And she was one of my best friends when I was a freshman. She was a senior. She was like, I was only friends with seniors when I was uh, a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all freshmen say that. <laughs> no, but like seriously, because like his his sister Joyce and then my cousin Jordan. And then, I mean, Austin was, a, I think, a, a sophomore, but whatever. He's my cousin. But he's a bastard, so it doesn't make, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But, like, Joyce was super cool, but, like, everyone was kind of rude to her, even because she had a boyfriend, but she wasn't, I don't feel like she was a hoe. Like, she got married in the temple, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, was she a hoe, though? (laughs) No, no, she's great. She's an awesome sister. No, I uh, loved her. She was so amazing. You point out out the people that said it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell them what I think. (laughs) Are you the middle child, Steven? I'm, let's see, I'm number two, and then. There's a brother and then twins. Yeah, bingo. And there's four years between all of us, except for the twins. There's five in between them. Wow. Are the twins twins adults yet? Yeah. One of them's married. Shut the hell up. The other one's going to die alone, just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Same, 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 same. I'm I'm trying to get like a a reality series between me and Jason. Jason Orton. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's recently divorced. (laughs) Steve, I feel like you could be part of it. We could do like a forever alone. Damn. Remember how Steve was like, I don't want to talk about how recently divorced I am. And you brought it up four times, oh. Bobby. It's fine. Listen. <laughs> Steve is, is way cute. Look at his, look at his Insta. I did. Adorable. I was like, okay, stop, stop looking. I didn't know people this good looking were in small towns like that. <laughs> stop looking. I had to close the app. <laughs> to shut it down okay well i mean steve if that's to get you like at least i don't know like some like ball fondling i don't know oh what we're God. doing here <laughs> i wish you could see how red my face is is this your oh. dog my, uh, he has know. so many puppies i want to play with the puppies oh i literally do have the puppies three well i literally have two puppies right now he literally has literally two. do but i have more <laughs> i had three and who technically, who did you give the third one away to, or did it die? Um, I gave it away to my ex-wife, Leilani. Uh huh. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys are being civil then, or what? Yeah, of course. Good. That's hot. Girls, <laughs> he can be civil in a divorce. Did you go to WGU? I did. 
Oh my Never. God, I thought you closed the app, Kendra. Well, I had to open it back up. I had to remind myself. Oh, no, hell yeah. Night Owls. Oh, Tim Tam Slams. Okay. Oh, you know about that? I know about that. Oh, I'm, shit. Co- I'm a cultured legit. lady. Okay. Yeah, dude, she's, she's also gone on a mission. All right. So, like, you guys have way, oh, way more in common. No way. Where did you go? Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. South. I saw yeah. security systems in Chicago. Which part? Um, South Chicago. Gary, Indiana. Yep. Um, yeah, that's her. That's her mission call right there. Yeah, yeah. it's a couple of the places <laughs> right I did by Gary. I can't remember what they're called. You guys I probably know Maryville. each other. Maryville. Probably I probably tried to sell you one once. Maryville is where those Albanese gummy bears are from. I God, I means. love them. I finished them so quickly. <laughs> yeah, and then I went to by Detroit. That was nice. fun. Did you get like lead poisoning from the water supply? Um. You know what? That might explain a lot. Maybe I do have lead poisoning. I think that explains um, Maybe our that's parents. why I'm dumber. <laughs> You're not dumb. Shut up. Okay, so let's discuss your life. Okay. Bishop's son. Is that hard? Oh, uh, no. And I don't, I don't mean just direction. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Kendra, uh, for the yeah, record, no, I feel like that was when fine. it comes to... By the way, when it comes to Steve, I'm one of the boys, Kendra. So just oh, yeah. embrace she's that immediately. Homie. Yeah, I'm the homie. Just real quick, shout out to Tanner Thompson, who finally followed us on the podcast. Oh, Tanner, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the follow, finally. Honestly, Tanner and I feel like Steve are kind of the same person. You know, Penguins really? to Richfield. Yeah, I think you guys would be broing out. Oh, cool. But he's still super warm. You're not. So maybe oh, not. All right. I think yeah, we ain't we ain't cool. anti anything, right? Nah, nah. It just is what it is. It is what it right. is. Right? I ain't just ain't trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Were you the kind of bishop son? Well, how old were you? Five. Oh my gosh! No. Five to ten. Like, Eleven. Why, no, it was like elementary school, middle school, maybe. I said eleven. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, probably about that. Prime masturbatory years. How oh was that? Oh my god. <laughs> Pubatory years. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll have to talk to my therapist about that. I don't know. <laughs> you Wait, know, who's your therapist? Dad... Is it Karen? No, I actually don't have one right now. I should oh, though. Karen, Karen's pretty good. I've heard. Oh, I don't know. Who she's that under. Is, she's under the optometrist. Nice. She's under the optometrist in Pinktown. Oh, okay. Side note. <laughs> Shout out, <to> Karen. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so if my dad was a bishop and I was going through puberty, I would have just not <laughs> talked to my dad for five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like your dad, your dad's uh, cool, right? Yeah, of course. He's no, cool. I mean, like, like how cool, though? Because <laughs> uh, you, you know my brother was, a, he, was a, he, he served on his jury once. You know that, right? No. Uh-oh. Okay. But, like so, pretty much everyone served just something. Well, it was in Richfield. It was because his dad's the judge also. But um, he told either my grandma or my mom that he was very impressed by my brother, how thoughtful my brother was. Oh, that's <laughs> Which good. Which I loved. I loved that. He was like, he was kind of the only He's person who questioned. Nice person. <laughs> my brother or your dad? <laughs> Both of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake is my favorite sibling right now. <laughs> Even though uh, Zach, my brother Zach, is your uh, kitty corner neighbor with your dad. How's he doing? Because you see him more yeah. often than Bobby. No, he was. Didn't he move, though? No, no, no. He just doesn't leave the house. Oh, okay. 
No, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking. Not Ob. Not Ob and oh. Garrett. Zach. Oh. Zach lives where the uh, CVs used to live. Ah, okay. Yeah, and oh, he has like CVs. Shut up. The <laughs> CVs, <laughs> man. <laughs> Half the um, town is CVs or Henrys or. No, when I'm, talk I'm talking about much. like I'm talking about like kitty corner, like you you're out your you're out your front door and then you uh -huh. look to the right, and the mm -hmm. corner house is my brother's house, mm. the CVs house, right? Okay. Yeah. I think well, so. what Tori and Ashley used to live, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, that's where they, that my brother owns. Oh them. yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. And they they have like dogs with like gargoyles, but they're not they're nice enough. They love me. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how they are with others. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I guess uh, what's this showed? Uh, who's the who lives like, right across the street? The bishop. He's also uh, a bishop. He's super uh, nice. No one right now. He sells insurance though. Who am I talking about? Oh, you're thinking of Danny Yardley across from uh, my parents' house. I'm talking about your parents. I'm not talking oh. about you. I don't know where the fuck you live, oh. Steve. I don't oh. know where you live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about your parents' house. <laughs> hey, um, I got a question for you, though. Since what? you know so much about houses in Penguich. Okay. So, I recently left my job at Penguich City. Right? Oh, why? Before. Really? What happened? Yeah. Which... Um, I hear all the dirt. All of it. We need it. We need it. <laughs> no, no. There's no dirt. There's no dirt. There's always there, dirt uh, in Penguin, Utah. It's windy. Okay, that is there's true. always dirt. <laughs> well, before I forget my question, okay? Okay. I left my job with the city. And okay. since then, I've been doing some work researching and documenting some of these historic homes in town. Oh, God. Because, oh, God. So like, all scared. these homes are turning into Airbnbs, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, yes. which is like yeah, a, a huge problem. deal in town. Eh, depending on who you ask, it's a problem. Well, I think it's a problem if <clears throat> people who live there can't get a home. Yep. Yes. But I also that think like, uh, but but I also, and this is me being related to the Cyrus, Ruby's can go fuck itself with its high prices. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I think it's a it's a plus and a minus. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, some of these Airbnb owners that have historic homes are paying me to like research and document history of their houses. Uh -huh. So the one I'm working on right now. Is a house called the Snake Pit House? <laughs> is there you know a snake pit underneath about? the house? I feel like maybe, yeah. You're gonna have to go even more detail because I take Xanax every day and also smoke a lot of weed, so like my brain is shot. So you're gonna like, kind of give me some details. There's all the reason I'm asking you about it is because there's all this like very interesting folklore about it. Like they say that the basement was a jail. And Butch mm. Cassidy stayed there, mm. and they say that the 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 the, the place with that was a the previous jail was the smokehouse. Um, okay. Is that real or no? Well, there's been several been jails in Penguin history. <laughs> I wrote like about that ghost. You know, <laughs> you read that one, right? No. You didn't? <laughs> oh, I would like to though. I. Oh I, my god. Do I, I do I not right follow now. you? Hold on, hold on. I, I wrote it in Peng. I don't. Are you in the Penguin history group? No, I, on oh. Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. It's called the Ghost of Old Smokey. About the. Well, he's haunted me while I was making rolls one day. Shit. Well, this is the history about him. Tell us all about that guy. What? Tell oh. you about him? It's yeah, actually tell super him about interesting. Right now. Yeah. So okay. everybody be quiet. So, first, you got to know about up. language, right? <laughs> that was for you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time they tried to settle Penguin. Uh, it's 1864, and they bounced in 1866. They say because of Indian troubles, which 
Steve, this, a whole is on, story. this is on Instagram. This group chat's on Instagram. It is? Okay. Cool. Okay, so go to there. I gotta... Do you see any of my scary stories? I don't think so. I don't oh, think my I'm God. I'm, I'm bad at following people back. You're bad at following people back. It's hmm. a thing. Huh. Hmm. Huh. 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 Hmm. I think Steve and I are getting married. Yeah, that's <laughs> Not if you don't follow After each other. No, I think that's, that's going to be what really brings us together. Is the fact that I don't follow him back. <laughs> are you on Facebook? No, Instagram. You dumb shit. Oh well, that's why you haven't seen it because I only posted it on. Yeah, yeah. I don't do. I don't do Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Oh, it's bad for your damn. mental health. Well, damn. <laughs> are you I don't on know Facebook? What we do from here. Uh, uh, yeah. You you posted on something like plausible, like I don't know. I don't care anywhere but there. <laughs> Read the research, Stephen Lee. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It was published in a local newspaper. Which so I'll one? send you that one. Okay, Insider. The Garfield County Insider? Uh-huh. The Garfield and Wayne County Insider. Oh, it expands. <laughs> yeah. I read a local history column in that. <laughs> hey, hey. It expanded. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. I'm so glad that you're getting a wider audience. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, I would read that shit every week. Every Dude, single I have, week. I have like 10 scary stories I've written about oh my God, I'm so like haunted history and language. I'm going to have to call my grandma and give her my like address. Oh, Dude, your grandma loves my shit. <laughs> does she? She absolutely does. Yeah. Can she always be me? posting you... all my stuff. My grandma? Yeah. My grandma Wait, does that Caroline? social media. Do you think Caroline? that you could talk no, Ke- to Bobby's grandma into liking uh, Bobby I don't, again? I don't know your no, family well No, enough. Carolyn's my mom. Oh, okay. Your mom loves my shit. Oh, my better. God. Okay, well, here you have it. Care, mom. Mom. Steven. Mom, you heard grandma. it here. Oh, my God. No. No, you're editing that part. No, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not. Because her head's going to explode. I can't wait. Cause she, I think she's your dad's age. Oh, yeah. How old's your dad? That was just... Uh, my dad? Let's see. Yeah. He's 50-something. Okay, so he's even, he's even younger than my mom. Okay. No, shit, you know. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> he's about to retire, so that means he's like... He's got to be like close to 65 or some shit, doesn't it? Well, my mom's like, what? Uh, what, at 62 this year? Oh. Next year, and then two. two, two, two. 2022 hey easy i know my stuttering it comes out (laughs) i don't even know where we are in this conversation what is happening we are all over the place well that's what we do uh no steve was gonna send us i don't know something a link oh yeah and then we figured out you're not on facebook yeah okay and i said instagram bitch like an hour and a half ago that's right (laughs) and about the last 20 minutes (laughs) yep We really are on turtle time. We can't figure it out. I don't care. We're good. It don't matter. I think people actually enjoy that about our podcast is that we're all over the like others. You know, let me just tell you about old Smokey because okay. that's what's interesting, right? Okay. Yes, so, that's what I want to hear. Penguin got settled the first time in 1864, but they bounced. I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, they came what back. The natives? Um, so it's actually one of the mysteries i kind of have about the history of the town is they always say they bounced because of indian difficulties or indian troubles right Mm -hmm. but like they were they pretty carefully documented like most of the hostilities that they had 
with the natives in the area. At least that's how it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, there are skirmishes at like Fort Sanford in 66. Um, but like outside of that, there's really not like any journalists I've come across or articles in newspapers. And newspaper coverage was actually pretty extensive at the time. That's where I get most of my info. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's really not any record of Indian hostilities um, other than like stuff like far away from where they were. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, it's when they the fucking uh, hostile as fuck winters. Yeah. <laughs> it gets real cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they left in 66 and then came back in 71. And it was like totally different when they came back the second time. Hmm. Because the first time it was an independent colony. Like okay. nobody asked them to go over there and settle. They had like <laughs> been scouting out the area and like saw all the resources that were rich. And they actually wrote to their church leaders. And this was like way weird for them to be like, uh, we want permission to go settle someplace. Because usually it was like the prophet was like calling you and telling you to go somewhere. Right. Yeah. So it was like a mission call. But I think that part is kind of important to note just because it shows like the capitalist kind of views that they had. Like yeah. that they were like, Wait, but what they were the in res- there to what like, are, what are the resources though? Okay. So the main resources are it's the severe river Valley, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are a livestock holder and you have a shit ton of cattle, yeah. like you want some rich grass to feed them on. And the thing those... is, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm following. Oh, and then like timber for fuel and like cedar posts, uh, building houses. Like those are the kind of resources I'm talking about. Um, so they, they really went there to like exploit that shit, you know? Yeah. Like they Shocker. Didn't get called to... Yeah. I, and totally. It's like, it is so obvious, but at the same time, like think about how many times you've like heard about the like settling of Panguitch and is always like our brave pioneers like suffered all this hard yeah, shit Steve, and Steve did all this think, shit. Think about, and... think about what my family's business is also. So <laughs> we haul oil. <laughs> we haul crude. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a, like I've always in my head been like, oh, this land is rich with something. Yeah. <laughs> Penguins so, is what a Navajo for big fish. No, I wrote an article about this too. God damn it. So I don't, actually don't wrote this Don't make me regret not having Facebook, Steve. No, no, no. Yeah, well, you should. Yeah, I wrote this article called um, Penguin Doesn't Mean Big Fish. Oh. And like up until this point, everyone was loving the shit that I was writing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I wrote this article. Penguin does not mean big fish. I'm Fucking also doesn't. And I can like document it really well, right? These white people on Facebook were so offended that this word doesn't mean the Indian word they thought it meant. They like got so up in arms and like... <laughs> Half the people that commented, which there was like 600, were just like shit talking to me. Like, which is the whole thing. Like, right? They were so offended. I've never seen people react like that. It was crazy. But how dare you mess with their false traditions? Right. There are Wait, a lot of what, nice people. What does it too, actually but... mean, though? I mean, no, they are um, nice, but they get, they get worked about weird shit. Right. Always. The, the bottom line is that penguin isn't a real indigenous word and it doesn't actually mean <gasps> oh. anything. But hold up, the reason for that is because a indigenous word has been anglicized and like the meaning and and name and sound has been changed by white people because they couldn't do it right. Mm -hmm. 
So what it probably means, like the closest word to it is uh, panguich. I'm probably not saying that shit right either, obviously. Right. But it's a go-shoot word that means fish. Just fish. Just not fish. big fish. I mean, yeah. it's good enough. Good enough. I'm well, no, it's interesting, though, because I didn't start <laughs> saying big fish until National until Park trying. started happening. And they were time. trying to sell, like, but you can't Zion get some and Bryce. big you can't get big fish out of the penguin lake though let's get real yeah well that was the whole thought is um <laughs> like before it was an industry based on livestock raising and agriculture and then all of a sudden roosevelt makes these national parks in mm -hmm. bryce canyon and zion Wait, was it roosevelt or garfield uh no garfield who's the county is named after he died in like 85 he got assassinated no, no, no. by an anarchist Wait, oh, God bless. Steven knows. I don't know why you're questioning this guy. He sounds like he <laughs> no, knows but what like, he's talking who? about. Like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt, right? Teddy Roosevelt, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now that, that's actually so what I'm thinking. So he made Bryce Canyon a national park, and he made Zion's one. And all of a sudden, like almost over, probably not overnight, but the like promise of economic profit from tourism like became very important. And so they started like branding shit like Panguitch Lake. They started saying it meant big fish <laughs> instead of fish know, because then fishermen will come and fish there. Janice and so like you know Janice Brianhall, right? Oh yeah, she's dope. I like. Her. I love her so much. But uh, <laughs> she and I were flying in for a summer, and we were like bros for life since uh -huh. then and we were like let's just go collect like files of dirt from bush cassidy's house oh my and god. sell it <laughs> oh my god that is amazing i admire we, that i know we did the it because like because like should be so proud i know but like rick rick golden was like it has there's like he's like there's like actually like laws <laughs> like it has to be like certified or whatever and i was like oh fuck all that rick and he's like i know it's bullshit you know hippie rick we call him all hippie rick but like <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, she and I were like, let's profit off this fucking shithole land we live in. Because we hated it at the time. I love it now because I don't live there. But Yeah. Someone so asked keep me, going. Someone asked, no, no, someone asked oh. me why I moved away the other day. And I was like, oh, because I didn't want to marry one of my cousins. And they're like, I think it would be worth it to live there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, okie doke. That was funny. So is Stephen Lee the only person who's not your cousin there? I'm sure we're related somehow, right? Well, then there know. you go. I had a huge crush on uh, Raleigh Burningham. Cousin. But we're six, six cousins. Who the fuck's uh, knocking? What is that? Uh, it wasn't me. Okay, it was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching your little circle go louder, louder to the knocking. We know it's you. <laughs> Are you nervous? Uh, no, I, no, I'm chilling. Yeah, I'm chilling. So, okay, Continue not big on. fish. Not big then, fish. So yeah, just you're talking fish. about Smokey Steve or whatever his name's called. No, Old Smokey. Old Kay. Smokey. Old Smokey's super interesting. Back to Old Smokey. Okay, how this, did Old Smokey settle? That's what's so interesting about it. Don't we um, all settle, Old Smokey? And I'm still trying to send it to you, too. Stephen Lee. Settle down, because guess what? I'm trying to tell you jokers about old smoky and send this to you at the same time all right well you're not you're not sorry i called you a joker or send it i'm not um, offended. do that people do not like that one in fact mm. in fact i was at a chamber of commerce meeting the other day and i met this lady who was like oh i know your dad he's so great blah 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 and then she's like oh wait didn't you write that article about 
penguin's not meaning big fish? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I would slap the shit out of you if I didn't like my dad so much. Like this nice old lady, just like. You have the community up in arms I was at right a funeral. Yeah, I know. But... I was at my uncle's funeral, and some person at the funeral was like, I fucking hated that article you wrote. <laughs> You know what's but oh. what's funny that what's funny about the small town life of Penguin is that like people can both hate you and love you at the same time. I feel yeah. like they're like, oh, all of yeah. Annabella. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> like it's a certain level of smallness. The insider. Who was this? Who Penguin? Who? What is the insider? Utah. Oh, insider. the insider's awesome. I think uh, you oh. should write an article about oh, how people have been goat. up in I... arms about this. No, <laughs> I that's think it would kind of be funny. <laughs> No, yeah, it will not help things. Listen, you could probably plug our podcast, but I feel like most of the county's listening to it since my whole family is, and I'm related to the whole <laughs> county. <laughs> related to the Alvies and the Ortons, so like I'm kind of in. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mention the Cyrus quite regularly, so. <laughs> okay, so about Old Smokey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, Old Smokey. Okay. So the, so the second time they settled was in 71. And this time it was different because this time it was a call from the prophet, Brigham Which Young. Uh, Brigham Young. Brigham Young uh, himself. Is that right? Yep. Yes, that is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Brigham Young know. told George Washington Seavey, that's why we still have tons of Seaveys here, to go and found Penguins to settle time. They dress up like Star Wars. So they... 1871, this group from New Harmony moves to Panguitch. There's like 63 of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this time it's a call from the prophet. So they're doing shit like um, they have a united order. You know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, no. like communism, no. basically. Communism. Okay. Yeah. Shared property. Everyone, like, if you had cows or, like, milk, eggs, like, fucking whatever, you give it to the mm-hmm. bishop and he divided it equally. So that was like an experiment. And it was like didn't turn out super great i guess i haven't really researched that too much but um this interesting happened in 73 so just a couple years later where uh, i told you like they were interested in the place in the first place just because of all the resources mm-hmm. um there was a sawmill in pine valley by richfield or mm-hmm. not richfield st george <laughs> and it was like Kind of like an Why would there be a sawmill by Pine Valley? Doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> but like the people there in that community were like all Gentiles, right? And they were like rowdy. They were non Mormons. <laughs> they like were drinkers and like all this shit, right? They're like still is, right? Well the sawmill I don't know. Dixie, Dixie, Dixie. But this uh sawmill there and this booming industry they had like closed down for reasons I don't completely understand. But for whatever reason the sawmill did. Indigenous and could be. But Panguitch was like this kind of booming area for sawmills. And so all these Gentiles from Pine Valley bounced and went to Panguitch in seventy three. And the population, like overnight almost, when all these people moved there, like, like quadrupled in size. Really? 1873. Okay. Yeah. And suddenly it was like all these Mormons and all these Gentiles and almost completely equal um, as far as like size. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Ooh. Super, super interesting. Yeah. 
And um, so Old Smokey. That explains his all the hoes in town. This feels like <laughs> the origin story of the original Jack Mormons. They're just like chilling um, in Penguin. Yeah, I'm going to try to stay focused. But that reminds me of another story. Okay, I'll remind you. Keep <laughs> okay. going on this one. But um, part of this group that moves, there's a guy named Jed Woodard, who's technically a Mormon, but um, he's not anymore. Um, and Is then he there's a Jack this Jack Mormon. Um, so he's interesting. He um, he came across the plains with his parents, right? So like he's a pioneer kid from like a pioneer family. Mm-hmm. In fact, his grandfather, the person he's named after. Uh, Jedediah Stark Woodard. Uh, this guy stood guard over Joseph Smith's murdered body and buried him in the secret location. Whoa. Right? So he's named after his grandfather who did that. But um, they moved to Utah and like and one of the booming industries right now, is mining. I'm just more focused than you are. I'm listening and to so the story. Jed Woodard's father takes young Jed as a child to like the mining district to work to support the family. And so suddenly this kid is surrounded by, uh, I mean, there's mining communities Adult at the time men. are full of, yeah, and brothels and saloons and bad influences basically, right? So yeah. he comes back and he was going to this school and this teacher, it was actually Christmas Eve. And there was this teacher that like everyone loved named Billy Thurman. And he was like decorating the schoolhouse for Christmas. And he had like chewed out Jed Woodard like earlier in the day for like gambling on the playground or like some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> and so he got like drunk and got pissed and went to the schoolhouse and tried to like fight him. He like broke through the door. He's like a 19 year old kid trying to fight like his adult teacher. Oh, I thought he was like third teacher. grade. I was like, fuck yeah, he's hammered. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like 18 or 19, but he, uh, he's super drunk. His teacher, I kind of wonder about how it's reported, but the teacher cuts him with a knife at some point, And then Jed Woodard like shoots knife. him and kills him. And so... So Jedediah's dead or the teacher's dead? The teacher's dead. And oh! young Jedediah killed him. The and first the murder of people, No, well, this is actually happening in Lehigh at the time. Oh, yeah. well done. Yeah. Naturally. And uh, the people, like, <laughs> almost lynch him. They lock him in the oh. bishop's storehouse. He escapes, and he's on the run for, like, nine months. He lives off his <gasps> and then pears. That was kind of the end of his, like, Mormonhood, right? Like, he's already pretty much gone when he went to the mining camps he, as a kid. He was Butch Cassidy before Butch Cassidy Butch Cassidy? Kind of. He's like an outlaw for sure, you know, and he may have rustled cattle. And people talk about how he kind of, like, in town almost, like, led or spoke for, like, the Gentile faction of the town, you know? Mm-hmm. So the town itself, like these Gentiles moved into a Mormon town, right? So like Mormons are still in charge. Like it's still a theocracy. Like they still have the United Order going on. Mm-hmm. These, these worlds don't coexist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also am like hella monotone. No, no, you're not. No, 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 you're not. You're I'm not. Very good voice. You've got a great podcast voice. Yeah. We're going to need you to come on like as a historian regularly. By the way, we're going to call We're that. just going to call this... Um, Mormon <clears throat> stories by Grandpa oh, Steve. Look at Mormon great. stories. Cool. Yeah, go on, Uncle Steve. So <laughs> Mormons, Mormon theocracy is still in charge, right? Yeah. Like right. when when they set up towns like this, like the the like the leaders of the church also became like the mayor and the you know all the important roles in town were controlled by um, 
Mormon men in the leadership. So they hold Why? this dance. <laughs> That's just how it was. Like they moved into a Mormon town, no, you know? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's, 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 oh, it's a joke. It sounds okay. familiar to our current state. Yeah, yeah I see. There's oh, hey, I get you. Yeah, you're right. Hey, that's interesting. Hey, you're white. You're male. You're in the Mormon. <laughs> you don't get it quite. But like, hey, you you're it. rich. <laughs> right? Oh, and that's exactly how it was. But um, we had, so this is 1885. Garfield County became a county in 1883. Okay. We're still a territory at this point. We're not a state. Statehood isn't achieved until 1896. Right. right? So we're a decade from that. But um, they hold the, like the Mormon faction of the town decides to hold this big dance in the Garfield County Exchange Building, which was the uh, smokehouse. The smokehouse is that building. (laughs) Right. Mm. This is fucking haunted. Yeah, so listen to this shit. Um, so they hold this dance, right? And dancing was like the shit back then, right? Yeah. Like, that was the activity, right? Yeah. It's like it was all about We've that We've all shit. seen Back to the Future 3, okay? I was just thinking about like Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Oh. So they hold this dance and they decide only Mormons are allowed. Right? So if you're not Mormon, you're not invited to the dance. No way. Right. And like, well, more than half of the town is not Mormon. And so like Jed Woodard's pissed. He's, he wants to go, he wants to take his wife to the dance and go dance. He's got a kid. He's got a wife. He's a hard worker. He wants to go dance at the dance. Why didn't he make his own dance? He gets, Blackjack and hookers. that's exactly what he did. And I'll tell you yes. how. So he, uh, he uh, <laughs> tries to get into the dance and he gets denied. So he's pissed, goes home, gets his two guns, and mm. he's been drinking, and comes back to the dance. They try to tell him again that he can't come in, and he shoots out the lights. And then he All forces the gas his way lamps. in. Forces his way in onto the dance floor, and he starts fucking dancing and having fun. And in the, the background is like, Right. The Mormon leadership who is like organized this dance, you know, and is like, you know, they're running the dance. Um, they're like, save root for the savior. Mahanrai still, um, something Crosby, Jesse Crosby. Um, so they call the constable. That's Jim Pace. He's the constable. They call him to come and remove the intruder. Right. So he comes to take Jed Woodard out, but like Jed Woodard's not going to leave, right? Like he's got his guns and he's drunk and yeah, and he's, he's dancing. <laughs> yeah, and he's fucking dancing. Like he's not going anywhere. It's like me and any penguin event. Right. <laughs> right. So um, Clint Pollock's like Bob. I love you a lot. <laughs> so you kind of have to like wonder about the news reports, and actually, there's very different news reports. Right, because they're biased towards their own story. Mm-hmm. The press in Beaver is like a Gentile town. It's like a liberal, Gentile, like um, different. And they tell a different story than the majority of papers do. Okay. But they say that they get into a scuffle and that Jed Woodard lunges at him with a knife or something <gasps> like that. And so that the constable had no choice but to shoot him, to, to vent himself and shoot him, right? And they say that... Um, the sheriff is like, you know, put your hands up. And uh, they say, all the newspaper articles say the same detail. 
where uh, they report that he says, hold on just a minute, let me light my cigarette. And so he like reaches for his match to light the cigarette and then he lunges with a knife and they scuffle and he gets shot and he died with the cigarette in his lips. Oh! Isn't that like so, I don't know, something? That's so something. Yeah. I'm so what they did back then Pierce when that Brosnan shit happened? With a cigarette. By the way, it's just Pierce Brosnan. Like, I'm right. To you and I'm looking yeah, that's him. And I'm like Pierce Brosnan cigarette. I've actually have never found a picture of this guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, something that will happen someday. But no, they I'm probably were like, everybody burn this guy out of your memory. I bet he looks <laughs> stupid. Like, uh, like, well, like um, Butch Cassidy doesn't look. He's not cute. Yeah. He was cuter in my head before I saw a picture of him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. man, those ears. Yeah. Those ears are tight. <laughs> and I'm this not is, even an anti-small person, but I'm just like, honey. This is actually um, the year before Butch Cassidy left town. It's Butch He left Cassidy. in 84. But, it's um, Jedediah resurrected. Yeah. So back then when that shit happened, they would hold an inquest. So, like, they'd impanel, like, a handful of people, and they would all come up with a statement about what happened. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting, huh? That is kind of interesting. They, like, want the, so the like, story, the scoop. Right. And the people on this inquest were all Mormon leadership. I'm going to be honest with <sighs> you. Like, who would back no, each other up, right? No one taught me how to gossip quite like Penguin, Utah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, sense. it makes sense. It makes sense where it's like, it well, here, here's what I fucking heard. They probably <laughs> went in there, shot the guy because he was smoking a cigarette, and they're like, Joseph Smith said, y- no, you must Brigham. atone for this it's sin. It's Brigham. I feel like Joseph Smith, okay, honestly, here's a controversial statement. Joe Smith was way cooler than Brigham Young. He really, well. Hmm. I mean, they were both trash. Hard to pick between yeah. a really hmm. terrible person That's and a... another really terrible person. I know, but I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying is I picked Joe Smith. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He would definitely be funner to hang out with. I guarantee it. Well, I mean. Especially like... if you're a little kid. <laughs> Wait, was he molester? Uh, another topic. <laughs> uh, he did have a 14-year-old wife. Oh, I thought we... Uh, uh, for some reason, I was just only thinking of molesting boys. Oh. <laughs> That's the Catholic Church. Yeah. Wrong church. Wrong church. I did watch Sister <laughs> Act 1 and 2 today, so... You watched what? Sister Act 1 and 2 today. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I love that whole, like... There. Glory, glory. In the end, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Lauren Hill, fuck yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's Old Smokey. That's who haunts So that Old shit. Smokey that's is him. Jedediah? Jedediah Woodard. Woodard. Hmm. Yep. And is he the one that threw, like, an entire whiteboard at Bobby? Um, yeah, that would be him <laughs> well, if it was I, in the oh, Cowboy yeah, Smokehouse. Yeah, because he was smoking, right? He was a smoker. Yeah. D- yeah hey, did I, it smell like smoke when you... It's cigar smoke. Cigar smoke. See? Shit. At like See? at like one thirty in the morning, I could always smell cigar smoke if I was there like doing because like I was the prep cook, so I could go mm-hmm. at any time. Like I had the key. Yep. And um, cigar smoke, and then eventually the whiteboard would come down. Oh. See, yeah, so tell you, there's no, there's smoking. hella ghost stories in Penguich. Well, I mean, he and I, he and I are. Uh... <laughs> but Kendra's like, oh my god, were you terrified? I'm like, what's he gonna do? Throw a, a whiteboard at me? I, I lived through my mom's yeah. house. We could. He's just trying like to dance. It. That's all he's I doing. I don't like that. He's just like, well, oh, shit, I'm drunk, sorry. He just dances. No, 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 honestly, just honestly, that's how I feel when people wake me up where I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quit blasting it. Quit blasting the music. Right. <laughs> he's like, don't like that. I can't eat your rolls, Bobby. <laughs> oh, for real. They're, 
I've been itching to make rolls lately. Old Smokey. That's pretty cool. Hey, Kendall, so, where I'm, are you from? Richfield. Richfield? Oh, Annabella. Cool. She's from San Diego. Yeah, Barney's like a local. It means well vagina in Spanish. Oh, Barney's actually my maiden name. Oh. My married name. Married name. Her name's Clark. And my maiden name is Clark, and we, oh, we are from. Oh, we too. We're, we're from California. We're transplants. Oh, California. I'm just kidding. That's cool. Yeah. Everyone wait, just says that when they say wait, California. You, yeah, are exactly. you, are, wait, are you one of the Pinkish boys that loves the OC? Uh, I feel like love would be a strong word. No, it's Joe I, and Matt. It's Joe and Matt yeah, and, like, yeah. Sam and uh, Bosch yeah, yeah. and Sky. I tried right? to fit in that crowd, though. Uh -huh. What no. kind of crowd were you in in high school then? Um, older kids. Yeah, Not no, really people in my with... class. Mm. Yeah. And you didn't have any friends when they graduated? Bobby, and you're like... Sam. No, I honestly, I don't feel like we hung out in high school, did we? Uh, we I mean, we like, we were, like, school, in, we like, after. intersecting circles, I feel like. I worked a lot in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do feel like we were in intersecting circles. And um, mm -hmm. like I said, when I was thinking about people I didn't care about anymore that I hung out with high school, you were one that I'm like, I actually do care about what Stephen Lee's up to. Oh, you know? Thank you. <laughs> and like, I definitely remember like hanging with Joe, but I feel like Joe and Matt and I got close um, after high school. And you, I feel like mm -hmm. you were a part of that. Mm. Yeah. Well, like, I feel Definitely. like my BFFs in high school were, like, Sky, Bosch, <coughs> Kyle, Sam. Um, I want to know what kind of missionary you were like. Were I was you actually like, a really good to missionary. Him. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, I Is was it because like you were so shit. into the history, but then no, you were uh, like... You want to know what's crazy about that, actually? So yeah. you remember being a missionary. Like, you yeah. are only allowed to have five books. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah. And they were, like, five boring books. And, like, I've always loved books, and, like, I love history, and I collected that shit like crazy on my mission. So I say I was, like, a good missionary, and, like, I was. I was an AP. I was a zone leader. I was a trainer. I was a district Damn, leader. you were an AP? I was an AP. Dad was the goddamn bishop. Did you not hear what I said earlier? <laughs> and so, like, you but I never, in. like, totally followed all the rules completely, oh. like. I got in a boat once. <laughs> That's did you watch rules. a movie? What movie I went to did Maryland you watch? once. Um, I went to a movie theater twice. Oh, what once? And I saw the first one was Avatar. Okay. I feel like that's fair. And the second one was, I feel like, like Sherlock Holmes or something. Wait, Steve, did we try to get together when I lived in Maryland? Um, no, I don't believe so. It Although it was a long time ago. And yeah, who knows? Who knows? But I feel like yeah. when you're saying when you're like, oh, I went to D.C., I was like, I feel like I tried to like corrupt someone on their mission. It feels like you're <laughs> the right person to do it, too. And then, <laughs> then for like CDs, you had like the Motab, but you also had Enya. Yeah. No. Oh, fucking no. Enya. But I did have like right? some Christian bands. And oh, no. Okay. You know what? I actually at one point bought an Incubus CD. <gasps> Yeah, you did. Which one? And my companion bought a Blink-182 CD. Oh. Fuck yeah, which one? <laughs> this is when you were zone leaders only, though. Mm, I was nothing at this point. Oh, okay. Well, You'd repented by yeah. the time you got DL. I know I had not achieved leadership yet. I was a senior companion for the first time. Mm -hmm. I had not achieved leadership yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure sure and did you have any sisters over at your apartment late one night? No. Oh. No. Okay, no. so I sure. have that on you for Honestly, sure. Honestly, that's a shock oh. because you're so cute, Steve. 
<laughs> I was like, he's plowing. <laughs> he he's not sinning. <laughs> Obviously, he's not masturbating too much because he didn't have to read the miracle of forgiveness a lot. Yeah, but like note boy. Okay, so note boy is part of this whole you know saga of our podcast. But he married someone he met on his mission. So like you know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah we yeah. had a guy, the same guy that I went to his apartment and watched Hunchback of Notre Dame. He came back to the mission. <laughs> he came back to his last area and married a less active gal like two weeks after he went home. Oh, yeah. So, oh, really? Like, honestly, Whoa. Steve, I thought that was, was going to be for you. And then you came home and married Lilani. And I was like, oh, well, that, I mean, whatever. That was pretty close. <laughs> you know, I still have nightmares sometimes about waking up on my mission. Oh, my gosh. And Same. Like, but, like, not believing in it and <gasps> trying to figure out if I should, like, wait it out and just, or, like, like tell. Yes, for, like, six <laughs> months. Or if I should just, like go home or if you should just like eat some good food yeah yeah on <laughs> those tithing dollars members? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah Wait, did you know chick-fil-a's been around since the 60s no I know. why are you still eating there <laughs> i love it so much i just love it even though i am only half gay i'm still upset i know but i, I boycotted it for like i don't know four or five years there's no getting around it. It's just here. It's here to stay. I have uh, some Penguish Black history in here, too. Oh, tell Ooh, us. Tell us. Uh, it's not like a very fun conversation topic. But like, it's like this... sad. It's, a, it's a disgraceful. Uh, actually, it is. It. Well, yeah, it is. But it's like, it's, it's interesting, too, though. It was 1908, um, same time that the Indian school was operating three, north, uh, three miles north of town. And uh -huh. this, this actor came through. Who was like a really, really good like actor and singer and uh, whistler and mm. stuff like that. And he was like <laughs> which a was huge back then. It yeah. was actually yeah. <laughs> really and it's like, there's no Netflix, so obviously. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, like early vaudeville. There was a lot of whistling back then. Yeah, but he came through in February, and it's really sad because like if you read the newspaper articles like before, uh, like the weeks before and after this event took place that like all the newspaper articles are talking about how um, like insanely cold it is and how bad the snow is and how icy everything is. And it really this... gets bad. It's bad in February. I feel like that's February, March yeah. is like the worst. January, February, March. Mm. Well, this dude came through town and he's just like trying to get a show, just like to perform. That's it. You know, he's traveling like performer yeah. and no one would let him play in their place. There was four theaters operating at the time. No one would let them would let him stay in a motel or even sleep in their house. Sounds about right. He was Wait. literally locked out. Like he could not get a roof over his head. That's what so sad. The, what, what was the industry back then? Oil and um, tourism. Nineteen oh eight. Tourism didn't really start until the nineteen twenties. Um, so, so it would like, still be like sawmill, livestock, uh, agricultural. Okay. Okay. He's probably like just that. passing through, right? Trying to get money to get out of there. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's like, it's like Penguin's just still kind of like booming and, and growing. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Theater's very big. Um, and like, especially people in Penguin's like fucking love their theater. That's why there's four of them, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and like people would roll this through there all the time. And like, it was super normal for people to roll through and perform. People did it all the time. You that know, it's just that most of them weren't black. But this guy was, and he came through. He couldn't get a roof over his head. And he, like, what's fucking crazy about that is he, like, he's stuck outside in the element. Set, and he's like, you don't get it, but your kids are going to love it. 
That would be cool. <laughs> but he's a really uh, cut job. Only like four people who listen to this are gonna get it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Back to the future. Right? No, but also Led Zeppelin stole all their music from black men. So oh, <laughs> so he plays a whole Led Zeppelin set. Shit, nice. I like that one. Okay. But anyway, I like to explain my jokes. That's why I'm the, such a talented comic. <laughs> they have substance. That's good. <laughs> they're they're all my jokes are just for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sucking my own dick the whole time. <laughs> Um, but the crazy thing about what this guy does is like, so he's stuck in Penguich in February and like there's miles in between the next town, right? You're from Richfield. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, the next closest place you can go is Circleville. And yeah. that's like, holy shit. You gotta get through um, a canyon to get there. Yeah. I actually measured it one time. It was like 43 miles or maybe it was 34. Definitely well, involved honestly, those two numbers. I tried to plow through that during a snowstorm in my Ford Focus and the snow got real rough. So I can't imagine doing it in like a wagon or on foot. You would, you'd die. So quickly. yeah. Yeah. We drove through there. Like we were trying to hit all the counties in Utah during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we went down to uh, Mesquite mm-hmm. to get some stuff. And then we circled <laughs> down what? through Arizona and back up that way. Mm-hmm. And like, we got stuck in a random ass snowstorm. Like everywhere oh, else was yeah. clear. And then like it was just like canal. snow. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Poor guy. He had nowhere to go. Right. Um, but yeah. the crazy thing about what he did, like he was getting denied and belittled and rejected and like dehumanized. And the guy kept trying to like get a show. He like kept going back to theaters and like giving him a pitch, doing a little and performance, like trying to get a Richard. show. And, and in a lot of ways, it's because like he's so he's such like an impressive person. But it's mm-hmm. also because like there's no other fucking option. Like he mm-hmm. needs money to get a motel at the next closest mm-hmm. place because he's fucking in February in southern Utah. And like yeah. his life is really at risk. Well, so like, he honestly, finally gets honestly, a show. like now today, like it's a distance. So I can't even <clears throat> imagine what the distance was yeah. back then. Like even seven mile, even like seven mile to wide. Yeah, I, walking I doubt that in existed. the snow. That would be horrible. That yeah, would be fucking awful. But he um, finally gets a show in the Elite Theater, which is where the KBs is now, and he gives like a great performance. Like the newspapers say, he gave a great performance, which is impressive enough on its own. Mm-hmm. Right. But the town tried to lynch him. People <laughs> assembled outside the theater, and they were going to drag him out, and they were going to murder him. Holy shit. And literally the only reason that they didn't was because one fucking person stopped them. And that say one person. Say their last name was Orton. Say their last name was Orton, please. Was Orton. Not, it was not. <laughs> it. it wasn't Lee either. Fuck. It was Butch Cassidy. It was James T. Daly Jr. And he was actually the sheriff at the time. Well, Good for are, him. Yes. How left. fucking crazy is that? That's great. Yeah. That's great. So. This guy single-handedly, on his own, without anyone else backing him or supporting him, saved this guy's life. He essentially did it by convincing the mob that, hey, you guys fucking love theater so much. Why the fuck do you want to tear up your theater to get this guy? Like, I'll take him to jail and you can get him from there later. And so they, like, dispersed. And he didn't fucking take him to jail. He gave him some food and sent him on his way. He saved his life. Conflict resolution person. guy. He was just like yeah. distracting everybody else. and like, here, go out of here. Well, I he mean, was, like, he, if was, he, he was, was no Eric Houston. 
if you read about like other lynching deaths, like in other states at the time, like mm-hmm. he's really putting his own life at risk too. By, really? By, by uh, yeah. advocating for him? Yeah. Right. Shit. But I mean, like at the same time, like he's the fucking sheriff. Like that's what his, that's his fucking job is to stop people from getting murdered. You know? Yeah. So it's like. He needs to keep that the, is the what he should do. Like there's, you know. <laughs> What's his, what was his name? The guy's name was Ben Jarrett. And the interesting thing is that's no, the, the fucking No, the sheriff, he was of, a daily. Oh, yeah, James T. Daly Jr. He was Thank like James 20 T. years Daly old Jr. at the time. He was like young, like early 20s at the time. Yeah, well, duh. It's wow. crazy. He obviously that's incredible. But what's crazier <laughs> is um, after Panguitch, like that's, that's actually just the start of it all. Like he goes to Circleville and tries to do a performance. He has to walk through the snow, cross a severe river multiple times um, with just the coat on his back. Like that's it. Wow. Gets yeah, to Circleville, um, is able to get a performance, and again, the newspapers say he gave a great fucking performance. Like, they say that it was, like, awesome, like a stand-up show, like, super great. Um, but then what happened next was he went to go stay in a motel and, yeah. or someplace, and nobody would fucking let him stay anywhere. It wouldn't... <sighs> even with it, his great reviews. Even with money, even after giving a good show, they wouldn't let a black man stay under a roof wow so he slept in a haystack and he got beat up in the middle of the night and he got peed on and the next morning when he left circleville and was trying to make his way to the next city covered in his own blood and like (gasps) after getting beat up in the night by like four drunk cowboys um a local farmer says that one of his cows got stabbed and no, it that didn't. it must be that like there was a black guy here, so it must have been him. So they pick him up, and he's got blood on himself, and they deduce that. Oh my God! And it was his he's own. He's the blood. one that stabbed a cow. And like, <sighs> think about that for a minute too. Like, it's February. Mm-hmm. You don't have a roof over your head. You have a fucking coat on your back. Why are you stabbing a cow? Right. Why aren't you like trying to like stay warm and not die? Why are you stabbing yeah. a cow? Well, it doesn't I make learned, any sense. I learned in Panguitch that um, if you're having a hard, if you're a farmer, and you're having a hard winter on a moonless <laughs> night, you let out your prized cow and someone <laughs> hits it, and you they have to pay you for it. So maybe that was something there. That's actually Bobby. You're absolutely right. Um, I don't know this for sure, but like I have found other court records from the same year, 1908, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them that involved getting claims from the federal government for like incidents involving your cow dying. Really? And bottom line, probably what happened is this farmer, like Mm -hmm. a cow got injured somewhere and he decided to blame it on this scenario so that he could get reimbursed by the federal government. Well, and as far as I know, and it's probably because there was farmers in uh, being the representative of the counties of the farmers Mm -hmm. is that if you hit, even to this day, if you hit a cow, you're responsible for that cow. So mm-hmm. like going out on like River Lane in, on a moonless night is a risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking risk. Because yeah. if you hit that cow, you have to pay for it. And it's usually the prize cow. Yeah. Or the prize bull. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a whole thing. <laughs> Stephen yeah. Lee, I am looking at this article that you wrote about this. The Black this History year. One? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'll... I'll the. What happens next is he gets arrested and put in jail in Junction, and he ends up having a trial. Um, and the crazy fucking thing about it is nobody will represent him. A lawyer won't represent him. And so guess what they do? There's this person in town named Alma Blanchard, 
and he's like the town drunk. He was a dentist for a while, but mm -hmm. he got taken to prison after he was um, putting his patients to sleep and then taking out their gold teeth. And like, so like not doing the dental work they paid him for, just like yeah. putting him to sleep and stealing their teeth, right? Like, so well, I need this gold. This guy was wacko. Like he was the town like nut. Like he had all these. There's actually records about him claiming to have found gold plates, <laughs> like in the Richfield area. He actually mm -hmm. lived in Richfield. Is where he's from. <laughs> there's that. Yeah. No, sound, I think like, actually, that's yeah, pretty opera for Richfield. I think isn't there like still Blanchards there? That was his last uh, time. I'm sure. It sounds uh, kind of familiar. Probably related. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Who cares? But I've even like <laughs> looked up the, the family history, like that his own loving family wrote about him. And they're like, dude is fucking nuts. <laughs> like family embarrassment. <laughs> There's records from Wilford Woodruff. I can't wait about... for my family to write my obituary, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, colorful. Colorful. <laughs> colorful. But, um... <clears throat> At one point, he said he discovered golden plates, and he, like, tried... Wil Wilfred Woodruff was the prophet, and he, like, tried, like, a thousand times to get into his office and <laughs> give his manuscript to the prophet so that we'd have new <laughs> scriptures. And there's, like, mm -hmm. records in Wilfred Woodruff's um, <clears throat> like journal entries about, like, this fucking nut who had to get escorted from his office, right? <laughs> so what happened is the court... <laughs> assigns this nut dentist no. as his lawyer. No. Yes. Yes. He, they assign this nut as a lawyer. He's, that's a dentist. That's not even a fucking lawyer, but it's the only person that will represent him. I love at least that's what it seems system, like. You know, right. It's just, it's just it's, such a well, guys. are we even a state at this point? We are. Um, yeah. 1908. So we're a state. Okay. Mm -hmm. so here we are a little over a decade. Um, so <laughs> they have this trial. The first time they have the trial, um, he it's a hung jury. They can't decide. Okay. Which is interesting for a lot I'd of like reasons. I'd like to beat that jury, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because for people who wouldn't house him, they were sure like, well, I don't know if he killed a cow. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're like, well, there's literally no fucking evidence of anything. Um, like, I don't know. But they have this second trial. The lawyer represents a, uh, the lawyer represents first or second. The dentist, I mean. I can't remember. But the second <laughs> the time he does I get... Mean. Yeah. But the second time he does get found guilty and sentenced to 40 days in prison. There's extensive newspaper article covering... 40 days? 40 days. Um, so this happens tail end of February. So he's probably out like mid-April. Uh, right? That'd be cold though. Um, the newspaper article that reports on the trial, they let the dentist write the article oh like talking God. about it. And his article is he, this guy thought he was like a poet. He has yeah. like this collection of poetry, right? Well, he, like, he thought he could poetry. write scripture. So yeah. Well, so he decides to write this poem that he titles. Wait, was, it, was it the, was it the manuscript twice a miracle by Jill Nowers? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, titles this poem, the whistling C word. Great. Uh, What's the link, cut? No, C O O N. Oh. And oh, okay. it, and it's actually the poem is like, it, it, like raises way more questions than it fucking answers. Like, oh, giving God. these really strange details about the trial. Uh, as a good, po as a good poem moment. does, though, you know what I mean. He was just sprinkling yeah. on some added 
you know, sparkle into the story. But it's just crazy. This is like a newspaper, like a public thing that everyone is reading. And like, it's the town being written by the town nut, like giving this poem about how, like this, this trial that obviously to the, the community was like a big joke. Like it's a big hilarious thing, you know? Wow. There's this black guy. We're going to give him this crazy, stupid trial to humiliate, dehumanize him, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets sentenced 40 days. Story still gets crazier. He uh, leaves Junction. And then no about way. 40 days later, leaves Junction. About 40 days later, he's in Ogden. Okay. And I've tried so hard to research this guy. His name is Ben Jarrett. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's so many dead ends, but there's also so many um, possibilities. But what happens is in August, so just like several months later, he is arrested again. This, it seems like he's probably living in Ogden. He gets arrested again, and the newspaper articles again are so fucking insane. These police say that there was a break-in in the coat store, and they followed this trail of blood through the neighborhood to this black club where these bloody footprints led right to this black performer. Cannonball, no way. Who was who Ben Jarrett, who went by the stage name Cannonball. So again, this ridiculous charge with ridiculous evidence is put on this guy. The charge, by the way, that they said he stole was a coat. Oh my god. Imagine stealing a coat after being stuck in fucking Panguitch with no roof over your head. <clears throat> right. In Imagine paying with a counterfeit 20. Mm-hmm. So he goes to jail. This time he's in the second district. Gets found guilty again. There's all these funny newspaper articles about him being written by, like, the police. Talking about how, like, this... They made this stupid guy, like, whistle and clap for him and dance and sing and uh, to... Hum- humiliate him and like making fun of the way he talked and you know just like it's so fucking painful to read honestly and uh but he ends up going to jail um and this is actually the only reason i know anything about him is because i've been able to find his records his jail records Mm. um and so i know he was born in shit 18 fuck i can't remember but it was during something called the um, Exoduster Movement, where all of these freed slaves moved from Texas to uh, Kansas and southern Utah and like, mm. Wyoming to escape like white violence in Texas. Mm-hmm. His dad was a Buffalo soldier. That's rad. Yeah. So there's like so much more to his story. And then there's one more article I've come across about Mary Jarrett, the sister of the infamous Ben Jarrett. Really? Who again is written by the police and talking about how they're trying to run her out of town. <gasps> but it's just like one more thing to research that I'm like already researching so much different shit yeah, that I've never yeah. been able to follow that lead more. So there's so much more to his story, I know. But I can't Ugh. figure out what happens after jail. I don't know if he Does goes he... out of Utah, if he dies yeah. in jail, if I don't know. Last mm-hmm. record from him is 1911. It's an appeal for clemency that is denied. He would have been released like the next year, maybe the following. There's no newspaper articles in Utah about him, at least under the name Ben Jarrett or Cannonball, at least that Mm -hmm. I can find. At least that's a bitchin' nickname, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You are so cool at following all these stories. Thanks. You know what's funny? When you're like the Buffalo Soldier, I was thinking about like um, 
how you were into Bob Marley in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, it fits. It all fits. <laughs> that shit was just, like, crazy to find, though, because, like, I was living in Panglitch, and I have half-black kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit, if they were here, like, just, like, a little over 100 years ago, like, this is what they'd be fucking dealing with. Black and they still have to do black shit lives like that really extent, do matter you know no what yeah. are they do- what let's talk about what they're dealing with now what's going on like let's let's get a rundown um what is it like to have mi- yeah what like what's it like to have mixed kids what's it like to uh, be married to um uh, like uh i mean ice t is one of my favorite howard stern interviews because he's a mixed <laughs> black man and he's like mm-hmm. And also a pimp. Like, he, there's a lot of insight to that. Like, if everyone get if you get the chance, listen to Howard Stern Ice T interview. I've listened to it like 12 times in my mm-hmm. life. But uh, <laughs> it's got to be. I feel like it's hard to have mixed children because they're never they're they're never anything, right? Like that's kind of what Ice T was saying was like, I, you're never accepted. Um, yeah, you know, I've heard I've heard mixed people say those same similar type of comments, and I. Uh, I'm sure that at some point my kids will probably have to grapple with that. And I hope that I'll be equipped enough to um, be a comfort to them and be a support. And, you know, I'm, I'm not black and I'm not mixed and I'll never understand what it's like. Yeah, you're and a white male. You're living the lottery life. <laughs> in, some, in some ways, that almost makes me feel bad because it's like, I don't know, I just wish that I could speak to their experience and give them advice, you know. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Right. Well, so it's just our, our our job to listen now. Support. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are they going to school in Garfield County? No, in uh St. George. That's probably better though, right? I think so. How often do you get to see your kids? Uh every weekend. Well, that's awesome. Do they come yeah. there? Do you go there? Where does it like mm-hmm. change up? Oh, yeah, we just swap in Cedar City and they come here and we go okay. explore in the hills and play video games and we watched Last last weekend, um, I introduced Back to the Future. And cool. They oh, so it's cool that I already loved mentioned it. it. They watched all three episodes <laughs> probably like five times. <laughs> yeah. Which one was their favorite, though? Uh, the first one. Really? You know, if you take mm-hmm. one to my brother's house, they can see a guy that looks exactly like Biff. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so you have told us that you've been called a race traitor before. Do you want to go into that? <laughs> did I tell you that? Or did yeah. you just see that on Facebook? No, I don't have Facebook, you dipshit. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for the yeah, 60th it time. Was like... For the goddamn... Okay, so I'm not the only one repeating myself, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it was when that Big Fish article came out. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what triggered yeah. it? Yeah, I told you, man. They lost their shit oh about it not being in the world they thought it meant. Get over it, Susan. Man. Jesus. There, there was a lot of like positive stuff, too. But, I mean, it was not as much as the negative out, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People sent crazy shit. Man, that this was is wild. Why, this is why I'm not focusing on the social media. I'm like, Kendra, it's your job. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. a bitch. <laughs> oh, and I decided to post it right before the balloon rally. And so oh, I my posted God. it. And then I was having yeah. to do the balloon rally. Which I was like, in charge of, so I was like. So nobody came. This, uh, no, everyone no, came, everyone, but I like didn't have a chance to respond to anything or like. <laughs> did you yeah, get in trouble from the busy. city to do that? Like, did they think no. of it or no? No. Okay, so what is your job? Like, what is? 
you work with like Fallon and Sh Cheryl or what? Um, I did. Yeah, I, I stopped working for the city the first of the month. I resigned from there. How come you had to resign? Um, I didn't have to resign. Like I chose Why to. Why did you? you know? Yeah, but but there's something inside you that's like I have, I have to resign. To resign. Yeah. Why? Well, it's like um. Come in. To understand that, I kind of got to understand like. <laughs> He's he's uh he's having anxiety right now. He's, he's yeah. No, out on no, desk. I'm not. It's actually it's something that. Oh fuck, you can hear me, huh? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I do that shit when I'm focusing. My bad. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We usually have to call someone out on the fireside at least once. You've only been oh. happy. We've done it three times with you. It's fine. You're making a record. <laughs> so Bobby, have you seen some of my grandpa's art? I don't know. Who's your grandpa? Wallace G. Lee. He had like a bunch of watercolor artwork. I thought you'd know him because he's local. And it sounds like you know everyone local. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was. No, no, he died no. in 2005. So. No, everyone knows me. Yeah. Doc Lee. I don't, I, I don't know everyone. He was oh, a God. dentist too. Not a lawyer. He was dad's a dentist. A lawyer. Yeah. But um, he I know always... your dad. I know your mom. I kind of know your mom, obviously. Yeah. I've, said, I've, I've known her enough to say inappropriate things to her. Uh <laughs> About her child. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, if I saw, maybe if I saw him or if I saw it, but I feel like yeah. the only person I really know is Bridges, <clears throat> who did wood. And he also mm. painted, I'm pretty sure we oh, have a okay. haunted, we have a haunted, um, well, my mom does. She has a haunted saw mm -hmm. that has a train painted on it from the Bridges guy. Oh, I've yeah. had a, a lot of oh. Native American related uh nightmares about so i'm pretty ah. sure it's haunted <laughs> actually i've been building a website about them i'll send it to you right here in the group thing oh okay. cool because then i can include it in the resources in the oh, cool. resources yeah, it's not like finished yet i haven't like published it but i think you can still see it it's got some of his portraits on there he did like watercolor and oils but Where is it hung at? uh he's he's like all over the place he had over 800 pieces and Wait, like he painted thor's that that's is that a uh -huh. what or is that yeah. a Oh yeah. my good lord, Doc. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's way good. Like, I but the crazy listen. thing about it my is, my self-esteem like, can't handle this as an artist. Uh -huh. <laughs> my self-esteem can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how in the olden days, if you were a doctor of any kind, your nickname just became Doc. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> but um, he beautiful. like he would he was like. I don't know. I really admired him and was really close to him. And he would like tell us all the time about how like he always fucking loved art and he was always good at art, but like he didn't think that art could pay. And so he became a dentist and fucking hated it, hated being a dentist. Mm -hmm. It sucked, hated every day of it. And he couldn't wait to retire. And he finally did. And once he did, he finally started like painting and he was way fucking better at it than he thought he was. Well, probably because you have and to keep your fingers and hands so still. Yeah. Disciplined when you're oh, a dentist. Yeah. So I bet it helped. I bet you're right. That's a good point. I never does thought he have, about does that. He have a, does he have like a lot of uh, paintings? Tons. Yeah, over 800. Because oh I honestly, they're gorgeous. I honestly, I honestly feel like my grandma has one of his hanging. I bet she does. I bet like, she does. Because it's of Bryce Canyon. It looks very real. Yeah. Um, which is kind of his style. And um, how I, come all of these are out of stock? Oh, it's because I haven't, like, published this yet. Oh, I see. This is, like, one of my business ideas that I had before I started history stuff. Okay. The next, the next time I'm at my grandma's house, I'm going to have to take a picture of it and see what you think. Yeah. 
because oh, I, honest, cool. I honestly wonder if she yeah, has. Yeah, you should. It, it's, it, I instantly thought of that when I looked at this. Yeah. That would, wouldn't that be funny? Or yeah. Like, really not. They live in the same town. Who gives a fuck? I give everyone my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he turned out being really good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Won like shit ton of contests, was in magazines, and was like selling his work for like a lot of money, like really? ten grand plus. <gasps> I've I've seen grand? some receipts, at least, prop, maybe more than that. I don't know. Ten I've grand? Seen receipts what for dollars? Like nineties dollars? Or um, he died two thousand five, and he was painting up until he died. He retired. Um, same year I was born, I think. Eighty. I'm charging more, everyone. Everyone, yeah. I'm charging more. But that's the that's the whole thing is like he was so good at it he could have been making enough to support his family you know like the money was there like but he didn't he okay didn't so ten grand it, you know? in two thousand five is equivalent to purchasing power about fourteen grand today yeah so like he was good at what he did and he could have supported his family but Jeez. he was afraid he couldn't so he didn't and you'll have that you know maybe the <laughs> dentistry helped and stuff but he would always kind of tell us that as like. You know, like, find what you're good at and do that shit, you know? That's such cool, And like... so, like, I kind of like this history stuff, and I feel like I'm not too bad at it. And, no, like, there's people, really, like, willing to pay it. me to do some of it. And so, like, I didn't want to do events and shit anymore. I wanted to do this and see where it goes. And, like, I just got divorced, so what the fuck? Yeah, why not? I have to restart everything. <laughs> anyway, you know? Yeah, you've got, you've got, you've got a, like, a, what is that in video games where you just, like, start over with a bunch of lives? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, those do mushrooms it. or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you need Do some. some mushrooms and uh <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Listen off the record. Uh-huh. <laughs> just um Wait, Yeah, no, about- I think you think I think you would be an excellent storyteller, even if you used history and then just like traveled the world just telling the stories. You Actually this tour it. group reached out to me kinda recently and wants me to like uh talk like nightly for this tour group that comes through to see yeah, Bryce. Yeah, like, you should, yeah. Po- you should podcast about it. You think? I always felt like I was too monotone. No, I no. actually really, no. I'm really enjoying your voice. Like, I don't your, really enjoy your, your voice, voice is much. ear tickling. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. God. And then you look at it, like, and you're adorable. So, like, again, you're, you're not, when I say adorable, I mean fuckable. He's fuckable, Listen, everyone. listen, um, just, this is for real off the record, but... Okay. <laughs> no, okay, back on the record. Back on the record. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so can you talk about your exodus from the church? Because you're not Mormon anymore, right? Yeah, actually. Sure, I'd love to. It involves history, too. And cool. it involves... So, I uh, told you I... Coll- oh, I started telling you this earlier. I told you, like, when I was... Sorry, I'm way more sober than I was 45 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, you're here. Yeah, we can tell. <laughs> Remember I was telling you I was, like, collecting those contraband books when I should yes. have been? They're yes. all, like, religious shit. They're about, like, Mormon shit. You know? So, one Christmas, there was this missionary who had this book called Rough Stone Rolling by Richard mm-hmm. Bushman. Yep. And that had all this cool, deep doctrine, history mm-hmm. shit that they don't mm-hmm. tell you about. And I thought that shit was cool. And so I asked my parents for it for Christmas. While I was on my mission. And so they bought me Rough Stone Rolling and sent mm-hmm. it to me while I was on a mission. But it was contraband and I couldn't read it around a lot of people. Yeah, you had and to so read it. And so I never got to reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that gets tricky because I only yeah. have one hand and, you know, so. You have no hands after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> I, never, I never read it when I was on my mission. And it's crazy because when I got back from my mission and had a kid. And just got back from selling security systems in Chicago. 
I suddenly like had all this free time because I'd made enough to like just go to school and not work. Mm. Yeah. Where were you going to school? SUU. Cool. And so I was like, shit, I'll read that one book I always wanted to read. I just so like I, to know what the like scenery looks like, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm teasing him. I'm not fucking with you, Kendra. Oh. I'm teasing him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Calm the hell down real quick. She's like, oh, that's fine then. <laughs> hey, leave that guy alone. <laughs> hey, teacher. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I like made some money and I finally had some free time. So I picked up this book I wanted to read for a long time and never got to. And I started reading it and suddenly realized I didn't know shit about Mormon history. Like, I started reading all this stuff that I'd never heard of. Like, wow. Joseph Smith and polygamy. Yeah, because like when you said Rustle Rolling, I was like, this vision. is not a good mission book. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's, it's factual, honest yeah. history written by an LDS professor. Like, it's all legit. It's backed up with documentation. And I suddenly realized that the Mormon history I thought I knew, I knew 10% of it. Yeah. And there was this 90% that was damning that I had been told multiple times was Mormon lies. And but here's Mormon. a Mormon yep. with documentation telling me it's true. I bought, like they bought this shit from Deseret Book. My parents bought this for me, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, I just like learned all this shit and couldn't deny that it was like based in fact with documentation and like it was easy to have a testimony and not knowing all that hard things. But yeah. confronted with it, it was like there's, <laughs> It was just so obvious that it was all a big fraud, you know? Are you the what only year one? was and this? This was 2015. Okay. Are you the only non-Mormon in your family, or what's the story with that? Um, yeah. How's that going? Um, it's like just like... your family's like, accepting, or is that just a facade? Yeah. That I've been... <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like, I don't... Yeah. They're I mean, you live in Pinkwich, so obviously it's, it's not like the worst thing ever. Yeah, it was it was kind of a shock when it happened at first because like, I feel like hell of people be coming out of the church now. But like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, back if, I mean it was only 2015, but really shit's changed a lot since yes. then. And like, it really has accelerated. It was scary. Like a rough stone rolling. Like I didn't even tell my wife that I was like learning all this stuff. Oh, you like, didn't? No, I was scared about it. Is she I still was in like, the church or no? No. Oh no. Okay. No, she left 2016. So there was like so a year were you, you guys were like Mormon. both kind of like parallel leaving or did you leave first and then she no, left? No, I left first and she was still believing in it and she had a hard time with it. And and partly because like I wasn't open about the stuff I was learning. Like I was right. scared about what I was finding out. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know those people in your ward that lost their testimony and they're yes. bad people. And I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to be that dude. Like yes. people right. looked up to me. I was an AP. Yeah. You know? Like. Well, I was, also, I was also, actually in the elders' quorum presidency at the time. Jeez. Did you yeah. not have that fear of, like, uh, if you're leaving the church, you're going to immediately get contacted with the devil? Or did you have that fear at all or no? Oh, uh, well, well, the thing was, after I left Mormonism, like, Christianity easily fell right yes. beside of it. Like, in oh, tatters. Yeah. Are you an atheist? Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah, I became an atheist very soon after that. Cause, like, Isn't that crazy how fast that transitions yeah. for you? Yeah, because I'm not the only we're not the only people. And like there are ex-Mormons, post-Mormons that do Christianity really well. Yeah. But like so many of us are just like, oh, it's all it's all we're in, just in done. this. Yeah, we're in out. this boat. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like I'm op- I'm open to the idea that like atheism isn't the way, but I'm also sure. like I'm not gonna pretend like I know anything. So I guess I'll just be yeah. an atheist until someone shows me something differently. Like that it's solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how I feel about it. I don't know how you guys all feel about it. Yeah, how do you yeah. feel? Um, I I mean like I f- I feel like I should trust my logic and reasoning. Is what I yeah. feel like. I feel like yeah. that's the most solid thing to do. And so that leads me far away from religion in general. But like, I also have kind of felt like um, the whole experience has kind of like made me, um, maybe I'm past it now, but I feel like I was really bitter for a long time mm-hmm. and like that, not yeah. open to even spirituality because I feel like I had been emotionally manipulated and yep. told it was the, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and yep. just made me really closed off to like even spirituality at all. But the weird thing about that too is like leaving Mormonism such a life, like a change to your worldview. Yeah. Like not only is Mormonism not true, but that means shit, I'm not going to the celestial kingdom because that's bullshit too. Fuck, that yeah. means I don't get to be a god anymore. Well, what does that mean? Just kidding about you, that one. Um, well, I mean, like, I thought that was the purpose of life was to be a good yeah. Mormon and go to the celestial did it, kingdom. Did it make so you it, be a bad person or were you just no, like, no, oh, well, honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it made me kind of uninterested in life and actually <sighs> kind of made me like not want to be alive anymore. Sad. Interesting. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. Let's dive into that. Um, okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting because, um, I was like really kind of feeling like that. Like there's no fucking purpose. This is all bullshit. We're going to die and we're just going to be dead. Like, what even is the point of this bullshit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of felt like, well, if the priesthood's not real and, like, Jesus isn't real and, like, there is no magic in the world. Like, there is no, nothing special in life, you know? I really do miss I the remember magic thinking of it like too. that. Yeah. yeah. So this is what was crazy is I was working at this furniture store and there was this dude that I knew smoked weed. And I'd never mm-hmm. smoked weed before. And I was like, well, guess the word of wisdom is bullshit too. So like, you know, I was kind of like thinking like, I don't know, I was depressed for sure, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just like wasn't super interested in living. And I like thought like, why not try weed before? (laughs) Before (laughs) Before this all goes down. (laughs) Right. Before I off myself. Yeah, no, I've heard that feel like. And like I'd I'd had whiskey once, but that was like kind of my extent of like, Trying yeah, the day before your mission, you kind. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and how much that was laden with guilt, I feel. So, like, it wasn't actually a true whiskey experience. Yeah. <laughs> I had whiskey but, with calamari um, today, and it was amazing. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> but this dude was my boss. I knew he smoked weed. He was also, I couldn't stand the guy. He was so annoying. He bothered me so bad. I couldn't stand to be around him. Mm-hmm. But I wanted weed. And so... <laughs> I got him to invite me over and I was like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. Yeah. And I went over to his house. He rolled the best joint I've ever seen in my life to this day. <laughs> and some dank shit. He, I like, did, before I even knew what was happening, just after a couple puffs, I was so fucking stoned and it was so beautiful. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I like really what was, was so crazy about it was like, I'm like, I smoked and this dude that I could not fucking stand. Dan, I hated this guy. I just wanted mm-hmm. his weed. Like, I just got talking to him, and I just, like, felt like I saw him for who he was. And, like, I left his house, <laughs> his friend. And, yeah. like, suddenly, like, I'd never been high before. And it felt kind of, like, magical. It yeah. felt kind of like, I don't know, Happiness. like this. 
Yeah. So, like, in a weird way, like, trying weed for the first time, like, really kind of, like, changed direction of my life a little bit. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, it's not like weird. Like, in a positive way. I really the first time saved I your life. <laughs> the first time I smoked it was with Joe and Matt, like, several times, and I never could get high because I didn't know how to inhale. And then I did, took a bong rip in Arizona with one of my friends. Yeah. But I love that Joe and Matt were my first. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't try weed until somebody was like, "Well, I was like, I'm pro weed for people like that need it." And then my friends were like, "Yeah, that's you." And I was like, "No, bitch. it's not." <laughs> so I was in denial for a long time. And then somebody snuck me over some edibles from Wendy, and I was like, "I'll try it." And I, I didn't know that you could just be. Um, that you could just like yourself i was yeah. like oh shit except <laughs> yourself like, i was unaware <laughs> that you could like yourself <laughs> man it's crazy though it really is um can i ask you because you're uh you were born in penguish right no i was born in saint george <sighs> but i was living in penguish <laughs> Okay, so you're Penguish born and bred, correct? Fine, all right. Uh, What do you think is... Not technically, but all right. Well, I mean, you're obviously not saying it. (laughs) That's not what the newspaper will say. No, it's fine, (laughs) it's cool. It's who I am. What do you think is problematic about it there? Because you're like an enlightened dude. I've always felt that about you. But like about Penguitch? Yeah, what's problematic uh, about It's just, it's the opposite problem of what they had in 1873 when half the Gentiles moved in. It's <laughs> like everyone's the same, you know? Like everyone's white and everyone's Mormon. And, um, do you think it's you problematic? You know, when you're around the same stuff all the time, it's just, <sighs> shit, am I being too honest right now? We edit no. This. no, no, I'm not. This is fine. Take a drink of water, you'll be fine. It's just oh, <laughs> fuck. All right. I don't know. When you're not around like different stuff, you get closed-minded sometimes. You know? Yeah. Do you think that? I think that's prob- what it is. Do you think it's problematic that they spend more money on sports than education? I don't know. <laughs> I like, mean, I well, I mean, yeah, for like, sure. I don't want to get run out of town. Sure. No, no, no. I'm asking you. I'm asking you the hard questions. I'm sorry. I don't want to get run out of town. <laughs> no, sure. Education is more important than sports, so for sure. What did you? What sports did you play in high school? <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I didn't make did the basketball team, in, so I ended up on the wrestling team. Oh, you mm. love that. And that's yeah. how you and Sam like bonded. I remember. Yes, I yes, didn't okay. win a single a... match my entire freshman year. I got pinned every time I stepped on the mat. How, what, wait, what, what weight division were you? Uh, one fifty-two. Oh. Okay, so Austin was a senior, who's my cousin, and was one of my yeah, BFFs. he was. And then I was obsessed with Sam, and you guys became he became like yeah, a, mm-hmm. he, you became his protege. I was yes. Yes. It's okay. Crazy. So that's that's okay. It's all coming together. Like I forgot about this yep. until this very very moment. But like, yep. remember me and Megan uh, Cooper or Megan Connor would come <laughs> to like off. We'd come to like deep mountainous towns to watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Ford and I were also BFFs. Ford was my home. Oh yeah, Ford is my that? hero. Ford is I my hero. I love Ford. I fucking love Ford. Yeah, yeah. he's still my hero. <laughs> I don't even know what he's doing, but uh, I'm sure it's he, great. He's married to Chelsea. They have children. I know. <laughs> he, but he was the Brad Pitt of our high school. <laughs> yes, that is true. He also took a picture of his penis on Shay Hatch's <laughs> cell phone and came to art class and showed it to me. I'm like, is that your thumb? <laughs> oh, my God. 
And like I've never seen Shay react that like he laughed so hard. Like I thought he was gonna die. And like I've known Shay for a long ass time, but like I, was I played like, drunk cornhole with Shay the other day. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That was fun. Um him and Joni are still together, yeah? Yeah. Joni's my cousin. That's cool. Yeah, I'm related to half the fucking thing. Joni, Austin, <laughs> Raleigh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Garrett. <laughs> I'm related to everyone. Um, yeah, but yeah. How did you leave that. the church? How did you get out of your elders quorum calling? He read uh, the book. That was, well, yeah, I read the book, but like I was in elders quorum and stuff, and it was like, that also, you know what else? Remember how you had to get temple recommends? Yeah. So I had this bishop that, like, actually it started with the stake president. I went in for a temple, re- temple recommend interview. Where was this? Uh, Cedar City still. Okay. Cool. And, like, my grandpa that I told you about that I, like, admired a lot, like, mm-hmm. he didn't believe in this shit at all. But, really? like, my grandma super did. And he'd, like, go to church with her and, and just like, be supportive. And say the things he needed to, yeah. Right. And so not even do that. Like, he drank coffee. He wouldn't <laughs> participate in anything. He, like, yeah. was, fuck you guys, but, like. Yeah, but I'm, I'm here. here for her. He, <laughs> yeah. He was the boss of your family. So I was kind of like, yeah. So I was kind of resigned to like, that's what I was going to have to do. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the thing about grandpa too, like, was he was honest. Like he wouldn't say what they wanted him to say to have a temple recommend. And so mm. he didn't have one. He couldn't mm. go to the temple. Um, and so I went in for this temple recommend interview and I felt like I was trying to follow his example. And they got to some question about, I don't remember how it's worded, but like, do you support anything um, that is contrary to the views of the church or something like that? Yeah. And I was like, well, I support gay marriage. That's what and, I said. And he was like, oh, that's not okay. And I'm like, oh, well, it's actually, it's cool because look, it's justified in the, in the scriptures. And I remember showing him some scripture and doctrine and covenants that was like, we shouldn't give a shit about politics or something. Yeah, Jesus saith, you know. <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was, but, like, it was solid. And I was like, see, like, shut our scriptures. Like, it's fine. And he's like, no, it's really not fine. And I was like, well. Bishop Roulette there. Yeah. And so he, like, called a meeting with my bishop. And I still remember the bishop ripping my temple recommend in half right in front of me. Well, with my wife Trump, right there, my stillborn who is still Mormon, at, in his office at his desk, and him like ripping it in half. Did you I like can't remember what we were talking Foley about. But it... Did she? Get, <laughs> did she cry? Uh, probably. Yeah. Oh my God, I would be. There's so a lot sad. of tears at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Did you feel like so you're then, going to hell so or then, so then, did you not go back to church? Um, yeah, that, after that temple recommend thing, I feel like I still probably went back to church and stuff, but I like, wasn't trying to bullshit anyone anymore. I like resigned from the elders quorum thing and like was actively like, wouldn't take the sacrament and frequently like drank before I went to church even and (laughs) be like drunk in elders quorum. You're like, maybe you should. Uh, that. I don't know. But no, I and then, no, no. and then you were like raising your hand and they wouldn't call on you. Uh, well, like, if they did, yeah, like if they and they're like, call Steve, me, you already talked like, about Joyce. You guys know about this? <laughs> They'd be like, yeah. shut up. You don't even believe that Penguin actually... is translated to big fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually, when I was BSing being Mormon still, but like not believing in it, but still having to like fulfill my duties as like the Elder mm-hmm. Quorum president, which involved teaching lessons. 
I remember mm-hmm. giving a lesson about how women should have the priesthood. Or like and? Up and being like, I now think I'm fully erect. And I feel like it's justified in this. And I remember having like big conversation about it at the elders' quorum. Did people have big eyes? This was before um, you were joined back with the high priest too, huh? Um, yeah, we were separate for sure. So it was just the woke dudes that'd be like, okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> There's a handful <laughs> of cool people in it in the elders' quorum actually that were like engaged in the conversation and stuff. And it was actually kind of cool because, like, it shows, like, it's not that fucking tough to change the narrative. Like, you just got to allow the questions to be asked. Yeah. That's it. And then, like, let's just use our reasoning, our logic to fucking figure out what's the right thing to do. You know? It's not that complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's like... Mormon Mormon church could change like that if they just allowed the proper questions. I mean, I I honestly honestly feel like... No, 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 no. I feel, I I feel like you. I feel like that's the only way I'm gonna be involved in religion. If they're like, "Hey, look, this is a man-made structure," <laughs> like, yeah, we're we did make this shit up, but it's yeah. inspiring. But, so yeah, just yeah, like yeah. read it, don't take it too seriously. Because just honestly, like, like I don't hate my Mormon upbringing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's actually, I mean, like there's things about it that I'm like, oh shit. But like there's, I mean, like what's wrong with again getting together with your community? You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, there is something wrong with it. <laughs> like, I wanted to kill a lot of people when I lived in Pangawich about Mormonism. But yeah. um, I think that, like, there are certain values that are not bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're not there you, yet. You okay. want to know the one source of all the rebellion in my life? The one yeah. thing that triggered bad it Bad religion? All. Heard. When mom <laughs> forced me to have a missionary haircut. Until I was out of high school. All I wanted to do was grow my fucking hair out. But I had to have I remember a missionary that. I remember haircut. That. God, I hated that. Is your hair grown and out And that's now? why I am the man I am today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not totally grown out, but it was recently. I had it to my shoulders. You have to look at this. It's right there. May seventeenth. You put fire, fire, fire on it. May seventeenth is your listener's birthday, so fire, fire, fire. (laughs) (laughs) Was that an overboard reference? No. Oh. It was. It was. You commented under Stephen Lee's picture on May seventeenth. Fire, fire, fire. Oh, I commented it, so it might have been. It may have been an overboard reference. Yo, can I tell you one more thing though about? My Mormon connection. No, I would love now. Can you please tell me like three more stories? No, we need a couple. Yeah, we need a few more. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Give us. So there is this one. You know how they talk about your shelf breaking? Yeah. So this is probably the first item on the shelf, right? Okay. How old? You ever heard of? Wait, a question. What's your sign? I am a lasagna. (laughs) He's Garfield. (laughs) <laughs> that was um libra libra wait yeah. when's your birthday like that's uh that's classified october yeah. right libra indeed yep it's october okay mm-hmm. so you're 32 now mm-hmm. 
So I got You're some coming up on your history. Jesus birthday. So. Honestly, his oh, point, shit. like honestly, that means Steve... shit could go up or actually way down. Listen, it's been just great from here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. no, it's, it's fun to beat Jesus. But uh, yeah, you're you're also your voice is very sexy. I gotta let you know what? that. Oh my god, <laughs> that's why I want, that's why I requested three more stories. I was like, I think the listeners would appreciate this. Okay, this is an interesting one. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I have an ready. interesting connection that's more embarrassing than interesting. And maybe equal parts. But have you ever heard of John D. Lee? John B. Lee? John D. Lee. Who's Deltron Zero? Yeah. Um, I'm Deltron Zero. <laughs> what does that mean? He fucking Deltron Zero <laughs> is the protagonist from the album Deltron 3030. He's half cyborg, half human, raised in dystopian future. I about am a thousand and ten years from now. Who's yeah. by what band? Sticks? Is it really um, Sticks? Actually the band is Deltron Deltron thirty thirty. <laughs> but Dale the funky Homo sapien is the main person. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're just I... trying to be difficult right now. No, you should that actually is <laughs> the best my all time favorite album. I can say that hands down without when any did it hesitation. Come out? Deltron 3030. Uh, I don't know, like 2000 something. Okay, Sam well, put me onto this shit. Oh, God. Sam put me onto all the good shit, honestly. I, honestly, I hope he hears this. I, I love you, bro. No, he's not, he's not listening. <laughs> he hates me. No, that's not true. He'll yep. listen to Steven's episode. Wait, Steven how do you know it's not true? No, let's explain that real quick. He fucking mm, hates me. Mm, let's talk about John D. Lee. About that. <laughs> is he an author? No, far from an author. He John is the only man to be tried and publicly executed for his involvement in the Mountain Meadows Massacre. <gasps> when he's related Holy to you. Shit. Yo, he's not just related to me. He's like directly related to me. From the Holy first shit. wife. Yo, yo. From the first wife, from the first son. Oh, my shit. God. That's like directly. Yeah, that's like directly. And like it's crazy, too, because like. He's buried in Pingwich, and he got arrested in Pingwich. <laughs> is he buried oh in the graveyard, God. or is he buried in the Yes, like, he's buried in the graveyard with a oh, big sure. thing on it that has a scripture quote that says, and oh. the truth shall make you free. Ooh, yeah. that's hot. But the reason he, like, contributes to it all is because, like, so, like, that was obviously a humiliating thing for the family, right? To have, yeah. like, the patriarch of the family be publicly executed and tried and, like... <laughs> For, like, this really terrible shit. Like, you know about the Mountain Meadows Massacre, right? Of course we do, but yeah, do you, you want to tell us, it? like, a real quick yeah. synopsis? So, super fucking interesting. So, this happens during the Mormon Reformation. Are you familiar with it? Just tell the, tell, tell the Mormon Reformation. Explain to me like I'm fine. Okay. So, the Mormon Reformation happened in the 1850s. Basically, the Mormons had just come to Utah, like, 47, I think. And, like, that was some hard shit. And they were, like, mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And, like, Brigham Young wanted fucking obedience, right? Uh -huh. And so he was, like, laying down the law with, like, some insane rhetoric. Yeah. That's when they start talking about blood atonement. Yep. Saying some, some sins are so bad that, like, you have to kill someone in order for them to, like, atone for their own yes. sins. Yes. I and, talked about like, that in our last episode, too. Yeah. And, like, southern Utah was especially crazy because, like, it was separated from the rest of Mormondom, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, these leaders be coming down, trying to get these people to do what they want, like, lacing their rhetoric with this, like, crazy, violent, like, um, stuff, you know? Yeah. 
Um, I could show you newspaper articles from Brigham Young at the time that are so inflammatory. It's crazy. <sighs> yeah, send but it over. It's, um, so they get to Parowan. Uh, actually, Paragona is the first town they settle in southern Utah. Uh, it's 1851. Um, six years later, 1857, like, um, there's already settlements in California and people will be coming through all the time because like mm -hmm. this route is part of the old Spanish trail. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the route to get to California. You have to mm -hmm. go through Southern Utah to get there. So all these like non-Mormon Gentiles are coming through the area. Um, there's also something going on called the Mormon war. Basically, oh, yeah. uh, federal government sends troops out to Utah because Utah's being a theocracy and not like um, submitting to territorial laws, you know? Mm. So they sent out an army to enforce that shit because like you're a territory. That's um, what that fort is so, up at the University of Utah, right? Yeah. So the rhetoric gets even more inflammatory, you know, like, oh, we just got kicked out of Illinois and they murdered Joseph Smith and Missouri, blah, blah, blah. Like these... People are going to come with the army and murder us all. And like, just like this insane, violent rhetoric and just paranoia is like taking over. And these Mormon men in Cedar City, um, as the Fancher Baker party comes through, they're an immigrant mm -hmm. train going to California. They're from Arkansas. They murder 120 men, women, and children. And it was only that many? Yeah, well, 120. They spared like a handful of children that were too young to know what happened. And enslaved them, right? Holy shit. Um, I, don't, I don't know that they enslaved them. Or they them. just left them to die? Or... But they absolutely did. So the other Ugh. thing about the Fancher Baker party is they were rich as shit. They had like the nicest oxen. They were rumored to have gold. They had like oh all this fancy God. shit. Mormons, the Mormon men in Cedar City massacred these people at the heights of paranoia stole all their shit, adopted their kids into their family, and then they blamed it 100% on the Southern Paiutes. And so th this shocked. is 1857, right? All these men that participated on it, like that shit you can't keep under the rug, right? Like it comes out and people know that like this bad thing happened and that Mormons were involved to some extent and there's eventually the federal government finds out and they have like marshals looking for um, known perpetrators. So this happens in 57, John D. Lee, who is my ancestor, gets arrested in Panguitch in 1876. Oh, so, 20 years. Yeah, 20 years he's on the run. He's just he like chilling in his own house thinking that nothing's gonna happen. He actually bounced to uh, like, like by Canab area. There's a place called Lee's Ferry. Mm. Um, he, he had this ranch called Lonely Dale. Territory, huh? Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the Mountain Meadows Massacre, like my family would probably be rich as shit because he like was one of I the mean, first settlers and had tons of land. And If I was ever going to run away and stay in the country, I'd be Kanab, between, between Seven Mile and Kanab. Yeah. But he, 76, he was... he's visiting a wife. He gets arrested by a federal marshal. There's a, it's actually kind of a crazy story, but... Was he and a member of the Danites? Yes. He really was? He really was. Oh. He Before he died. So the interesting thing about him too is like, and also the interesting thing about my family connection to him is like, like I say, like this was a big fucking deal. And like 
the family says that family's been like persecuted for it and shit. Like people didn't like the family or said stuff, bad stuff about the family, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the like story about him was always kind of like um, told to me in an encouraging way. Like he was a great man who like believed in the gospel and sacrificed his life to save the reputation of the church when this crazy thing happened that we don't quite understand. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was always kind of like the narrative taught to me. Um, but the crazy thing about John D. Lee, and I didn't find this out until I left the church, was that after he got arrested, so he was like Brigham Young's adopted son. Like, they were mm-hmm. hella tight. Um, <laughs> that's why. Um, so, you, you don't have a Salt Lake City if it wasn't for all this bullshit, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was the fall guy. Yeah, exactly. The bullshit. church at that point, they're like, well, like, if we can put it on this guy, like completely. It can't be Brigham. We can clear ourselves. Yeah, and that's what they were trying to say. Like, the first trial was about trying to prove that Brigham Young was complicit. Mm. And they just they couldn't make the case. Mm. And so it was either we get this guy or we don't get anyone. And the church was like, fucking get this guy. Mm. Right? So they, like, disowned him, excommunicated him. The person that was closest to him his entire life, his adopted father, Brigham Young, turned his back on him. And so he turned his back on the church. And like his last words were so fire. I should look him up real quick. I'm so excited. He like trashes Brigham Young. I am sitting on pins on needles. I'm looking it up. Kendra See. loves Kendra loves uh, church history. I, have, I love good storytelling. It, Bobby, have you seen some of the pictures I've colorized? I mean, yeah. I feel like you, you animated my great grandpa. Oh, yeah. I've got this way cool picture of him sitting on the edge of his coffin before he gets executed. My grandpa or your grandpa? No, my grandpa. (laughs) No, John D. Lee, (laughs) right? John D. Lee, my fourth great grandfather. I was like, fuck yeah. Send a picture. I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the post. Yeah. Oh, for real? Okay. It'll take me a minute to find that shit. God, you're so unprepared. Whenever you can. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, I found it. I found it. Listen to this. Oh, that was quick. Let me get a drink of water first. (laughs) Hey. Okay. Okay. So he's arrested in 76. He has these two trials. It's 1877 by the time he finally meets justice. Right. Okay. Um, and by the way, I don't feel this man is innocent. I don't have sympathy for him. I don't have kind words for him at all. Okay. That's cool. Uh, fuck this dude. No, for, for real though. Um, But I fucking love his last words. This is the only redeeming thing. He says, I have, but okay. So the way they executed him is his trials were in Beaver. After he was found guilty, he, um, they took him back to Mountain Meadows, the place of the massacre. Really? Yeah. Take him back to the place of the massacre. They make him sit on the edge of his coffin and then, um, a firing squad executes him. Um, it's not like today, though, where only one person has a bullet and the rest <gasps> are all blanks. Back they all then, just they shot had, the like, shit out of him? Yeah, they just shot the shit out of him. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he gets shot, sitting on his coffin, falls back into his coffin, takes some pictures, send him to Penguich. Yeah, crazy, right? Damn. But he has these last send words, and me. they're lit. He says, I have but little to say this morning. Of course, I feel that I am upon the brink of eternity and the solemnities of eternity. I don't know if I said that right. Should rest upon my mind at the present. I have made out or have endeavored to do so a manuscript abridging the history of my life. 
this is to be published, blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel resigned to my fate. I feel as calm as a summer morn, and I have done nothing intentionally wrong. Bullshit. My mm. conscience is clear before God and man. I am ready to meet my Redeemer, blah, blah, blah. I am not an infidel. I have not denied God or his mercies. I am a strong believer in these things. Um, let's skip, blah, blah, blah. Not all of it's lit, okay? Okay. It's okay. I'm like, yeah, a this guy's just like, I'm fine. I'm cool. He's probably just talking. He really himself. wasn't, though. Actually, yeah, before yeah. he died, he had a shot of whiskey. Oh. Yeah, which is funny because Mormons drank, hella drank back then. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah. Brigham Young, like, on the first distillery. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's like the Wild West. Everyone was drinking out here. Like, everybody. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, I am a true believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I do not believe everything that is now being taught and practiced by Brigham Young. I do mm. not care who hears it. It is my last word. It is so. I believe he is leading the people astray downward to destruction, but I believe in the gospel that was taught to me in its purity by Joseph Smith, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, damn, where's the good part? <laughs> I thought I'm, to I'm finding it fascinating. It's oh, fine. here it is. Here it is. Okay, we're almost there. I have been sacrificed in a cowardly, dastardly manner. I cannot help it. This is my last words. It is so. Evidence has been brought against me, which is all false. All the hinges. Let's see. Which is as false as the hinges of hell. And this evidence was wanted to sacrifice me, sacrifice a man that has waited upon them that has wandered and endured with them in the days of adversity. He's talking about the church, by the way. Yeah, yeah. True from the beginnings of the church. I am now singled out and am sacrificed in this manner. What confidence can I have in such a man? I have none. I don't think my Father in heaven has any either. Hmm. Still, there are thousands of people in this church that are honorable and good-hearted friends, and some of whom are near to my heart. There is a kind of living magnetic influence which has come over the people, and I cannot compare it to anything else than the reptile that enamors its prey till it captivates it, paralyzes it, and rushes it into the, its jaws of death. I cannot compare it to anything else. It is so, and I am satisfied of it. Damn, that's fire. Dude sucked, but those are some <laughs> fire last words to call out Brigham Young. You know, I was like, they just let him. They just let him talk, huh? <laughs> uh, what do you know of like Brigham Young's? Um, so like the remnant um, movement of Mormonism, they say that Brigham Young actually invented the polygamy, and that when missionaries from Emma Smith's church came over, they were hearing about Joseph Smith's polygamy for the first time. Mm. So what do you think of that theory and tying it in with what's happening now? Could Brigham Young have written the history and made his son a sacrifice for himself? Uh, as far as like polygamy goes specifically? No, I mean like John D. Lee, how he's like, he, wasn't he saying that um, he's been set up by Brigham Young? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So could it have been? That Brigham Young set him up? Yeah, and like made everybody have all of Oh, these... and like did actually instruct them to kill those people? Or, or that he involved John D. Lee into it 
as a scapegoat for himself? Um, I think it wasn't quite as intentional as, as that. I think maybe Brigham Young even liked him, but he was trying mm. to save his own skin. You yeah, know? did that often. Like, the manner in which it happened, I don't think that Brigham Young directed it necessarily, but I do 100% see how he set up the entire atmosphere from the beginning in yeah. such a hostile manner to um, yeah. that he's you know responsible for um, Stoking at least the partially. Fire. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. And I think well. that when when John D. Lee fell into his lap and like they, he probably thought he'd get away with it. Like he was running for 20 years. Brigham mm-hmm. Young was talking to him during that time, directing him what to do, mm-hmm. giving him counsel, like being close with him. And it wasn't until he got arrested and put on trial that he, um, you know, kicked him to the curb and excommunicated him and Jeez. let the, let him be the, bad guy i mean he was the bad guy but there was Mm -hmm. like a lot of other bad guys you know (laughs) yeah 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 and none of which by the way were paiutes the paiute oral tradition is that they did not participate in the massacre which i'm more inclined to believe honestly yeah i believe that 100 percent more without a doubt i believe it yeah i think that was some uh cover up cover up no from the from the beginning it was um from the beginning these white people were dressing up as indians like pretending to be Indians to uh, like not let the settlers know it was them. You know? Yeah. I mean, and like the pillage everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like pretending to be Indians from the beginning and they were planning on blaming it on the Indians from the yeah. beginning. And it sounds like, like if it would have gone well, Brigham Young would have taken credit if it, it hadn't. He's like, okay, scapegoat. I'm going to give it yeah. to this Lee dude. Your great, mm-hmm. gr- great, great grandpa. And great, 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 great. <laughs> four greats four greats <laughs> um so do you really have like four dogs is that really what i'm witnessing on social media um so my dog plato who's a gold miniature golden doodle mm-hmm. knocked at the border collie next door <laughs> good on you bro <laughs> and produced six puppies three of which for some reason have like long wiry hair like him and like kind of look like him but the other three are all like short haired i don't (laughs) get how that works get a biologist on your show and let's talk recessive genes (laughs) let's get ralph perkins up in here yeah (laughs) but they all are kind of like have little patches of gold and stuff that's weird they are cute they're adorable they are really cute yeah it's not every day you father a new species you know So I'm pretty proud of them. Like not, <laughs> Wait, yeah. who are your neighbors? Uh, Katie Literal. That's okay. Katie Mudge. Oh, okay. Remember the Mudges? They moved in yeah, in yeah. high school. Maybe no, you were gone the by then. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I came yeah. in and out. But like, uh, yeah, John Mudge and I were tight for a hot minute. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where do you live, actually? Like, where, like we bounced what's your, what's fast from John D. Lee to my dog's sexual activities. Well, it's that was a crazy transition. Bobby's ADHD. I have ADHD. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about uh, the polygamy that he was involved in. He had a lot of spouses. He sure did. Fifty-six kids. Mm-hmm. So, which wife are you descended from? The first one, remember? First yeah, one, first, first son. son. Hello? Agatha Ann, the wife I before see. they were even Mormons. I remember this. Okay, I'm following mm-hmm. it now. I'm seeing your family tree. I'm still convinced somewhere in a family home there's like long lost treasure or something. Well, why but not? I haven't found it yet. Knock on all the walls. 
Yeah. Dude, it's the uh, it's the it's the church house <laughs> that's um across from the courthouse. I'm telling yeah. you, that place has something well, going on there. You said he owned a shit ton of land. He probably buried it yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Dude, my grandpa has a lot of weird land too, and I'm like, but 57 kids is a lot to divide that up too. So, so he's probably like, I'm gonna put this in a hole somewhere. Yeah. Like holes. Yeah. yeah. I'm tired of this, get, Grandpa. We need to get cigars. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, what is it like going back to Panguitch after all these years? Is it a cool? Is does it suck? Uh, well, I came back like. Um, pretty close after leaving mormonism uh-huh. um that was like 2016 i think and so that was kind of crazy because like i feel like i like maybe came out on facebook or something about not believing in the church anymore uh-huh. and like before that point like i was like talking in church about like how fun it was being a missionary and like how much <laughs> i believe in like the book of mormon and stuff and then i honestly was shocked I was, like, I was shocked when you came out because i was yeah. always like stephen lee's gonna be a mormon and that's fine yeah. so I love him. everyone like, was shocked yeah yeah but i was but shocked <laughs> love it <laughs> <laughs> so is the fact you get a lot of like uh like people uh, no like for the most part like people are pretty nice but man people say weird shit sometimes like, I remember one time I went to the yet. post office, and this, like, sweet little old lady, like, just out of nowhere, like, I'm sitting there minding my own business, like, getting my mail, and this sweet mm-hmm. old lady was like, I feel so sad for your poor children being deprived oh of the chance God. to learn about the gospel, What's and you're grandma? doing them a great injustice. <laughs> no, it's no. just regular townspeople thinking though. that they can comment on something like that. No, I know. I mean, I, purposely... I thought it wouldn't be surprised if it was my grandma. Like, it's anybody. Yeah, yeah you're like, it's someone's grandma. You're right. <laughs> I, put, like, I purposely just... definitely wear spaghetti straps back to Annabelle just so that people will know that I'm oh, yeah. not, I'm just not. So please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Shit. I'm sorry that you have to deal with that on a daily basis. Oh, no. It's not even daily or anything. It just happens like once in a while and it's like weird. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> at, at first it was, it was probably way tougher. <laughs> I remember having like crazy anxiety about moving back, but for the most part, like you were saying earlier, Bobby, like, some people like hate you, but at the same time like you. Like, <laughs> it's I don't like know. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. I just mean like no, Sam people in the community. Like, I'm sure are no, not happy. Are, with... No, they're they're enthralled with they're they're interested in what I'm up to. They always happen. But even back in the Facebook era, when I was just letting mm-hmm. it all hang out, and now I have this <laughs> fucking podcast. Like, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners are from Panguitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said the F word a lot on this thing. Well, whatever. I say it a lot, too. Um, yeah. Our generation. The people who care up. will not have listened this far. So yeah. oh, um, I but care about. No, I don't think I don't think you understand Panguitch. <laughs> Kendra, I don't think you get it. They're like, I'm going to listen to every word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I. I think the whole thing's entertaining and it's like, I know they kind of mean well, but I'm also like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. what these people think. Like, this is what it is too. Like I was yeah. stuck in that shit for a long time too. I probably said weird ass shit to people too. I don't know. <laughs> like it's, I always feel like you're pretty tolerant. Like I was actually really always impressed with you. And maybe it's cause uh, again, Joyce, I love Joyce so much. How is she doing by the way? Is she good? She's fantastic. She's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but like, I always had a special place in my heart for all of you guys because of her. And then you were just cool, but I always feel like you guys were super tolerant, especially for Bishop's children. You yeah. Know what I mean? Because no, like, my parents were good at that stuff. They, yeah. I'd never heard like stuff from them that would influence me to like 
be like racist or like intolerant of certain things. Mm-hmm. My parents are pretty good like that. Are they cool with you not being Mormon anymore? How do they feel about it? I mean, if, if, like at first it was different, you know. Um, now the subject's just like mostly avoided. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know. I can still like see it sometimes. Like I can't help but see like, like if, like if a sibling goes through something hard, it's a, a trial that they're going to learn something great from mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. part of life and it's okay. But like, if something happens to me, I can see how it's, um, bad karma or it's mm-hmm. like something that is just going to happen to me because I don't have the blessings of the gospel. So of course these bad things are going to happen. It's to be expected and it's rightly deserved. And hopefully it'll teach you, know? you a lesson to make you come back to the fold. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, and I don't, I don't know. So I like to see stuff like that sometimes and it bothers me, but for the most part topics avoided and I can mostly be who I am and That's pretty you know, cool. yeah. Yeah. Family's I mean, I I don't know what it's like to grow up in Panguitch, like, directly, because I moved, I was a move-in, obviously, but, like, I obviously have a shit ton of family ties in the, in the mm-hmm. community. <laughs> but, like, I would like to just, like, be, I, I was gay for a couple of years just to piss off my grandma. Like, I just told, I was like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> like, I just let her believe that for a couple of years. When anyone mm-hmm. ever needed, like, uh, uh, pregnancy test, I was always like, I'll go. Cause I knew yeah. like if you went to the drugstore, everyone fucking knew, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, and like, and then I hung out with only boys, like, you know, you know, my friend group, like I was just with the boys all the time. So it was like, mm-hmm. they probably all thought I was fucking like my grandma actually was like, you're not doing any. And I'm like, grandma, God, no, like they're just funner. Like they just get up. Like it was a jackass era. We were lighting things on fire. <laughs> uh- <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but like, I, I don't know what it's like to be like, cause I know a lot of people love Panguitch mm-hmm. and I know I feel the same way about Richfield. Cause I don't think Kendra feels the way I feel about Richfield. <laughs> it's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard to go like back. Feel- so I don't think I could. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Richfield's way more open-minded than Panguitch's just from my own experience, but maybe it's just because I was raised in Richfield. I don't know. Yeah. But like you could paint your nails and not be a social pariah. Like, I would yeah. my nails black and I'd get so much attitude for it. Like I got mm-hmm. teased about mm-hmm. that forever. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. But it was just like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, I paint my nails black. I go to shows. I like music. What's the big deal? <laughs> you know what's funny is like, I don't like really hang out with people in town or anything uh-huh. except for like a bunch of old people. I like, like, like the old people. Like, <laughs> honestly, like before I talked to you guys, I called Art Cooper up. He's 89. You did? Yeah, and I just like BS with him for a minute because I think he's a good dude. And he's like, (laughs) they're like not judgy. They're like, I feel like they love me like grandma or grandpa do or whatever. I don't know. But there's a handful of like senior citizens in town that I like talk to. and You're the old soul. Yeah, get coffee with the old guys. Oh, yeah. I'd absolutely do that for sure. You know, uh, Art Cooper, here's what I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember he asked the Hell's Angels. He came and down and asked Rick and Janet if it was okay if he asked the Hell's Angels to leave the Balloon Fest what, his first oh year gosh. there. Um, really? And they're oh like, boy. they're not going to do anything to the town. Ta- like, the, it's just going to be inner gang fighting. Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> uh-huh. And I remember that conversation because it happened at the Flying Ebb and I worked there. And I was just like, Jesus uh-huh. fucking Christ. And also, my dad is like, he's in Clint Pollock's motorcycle gang, right? So it's just like, okay. oh my God. Everyone <laughs> just chill the hell out. And <laughs> then the reason why you guys are running out of water is because you sold so much water. Or was it Eric? Mm. Who sold all the water? I don't know. 
when they I've were never been air. up to date on all that stuff. <laughs> you guys are going to run out of water soon, just for the record. <laughs> oh, that's great. I didn't know that until now. Thank you. You're welcome. My sister told me, and she, I think she blamed Art. I'm pretty sure she blamed Art Cooper. It could have been Eric, though. I don't know. It was it was there Eric or Art. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys are friends. Yeah. I hate everyone in the Lions Club because I had to wait on him at the Flying M every Wednesday. Oh. I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> I was tight with the Lions Club. I, I, I made a new city event for the Lions Club. Really? What? Mm-hmm. What, what event? What? Joanne Miller Week. Joanne Miller? Joanne Miller. You know who that is, Bobby? Uh, that's Josh's mom, right? That's the sweet old lady that used to walk up and down the road and pick up garbage all day. <gasps> no, I don't know her. And so it was like City Cleanup Week. Joanne That's so week. cute. That's I'm, so cute yeah. to name it after a local lady. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that I gave her something to do. Yeah. My and God, inspired Bobby. the rest of us to keep the town clean. Bobby rolls in for one wow. day and it's like, okay, it's Joanne Miller week. <laughs> Evian bottle, Evian bottle, Evian bottle. <laughs> no, that's actually really cool. I'm glad you did that. Good job. I don't think your littering jokes are funny. <laughs> I just fucking with you. <laughs> no, no, no. One of my bosses. I would get him. I I would get him so worked up because I'd be like, I I like I save all my litter until I'm at Bryce Canyon. They just like throw it all out on the like. Oh like, my god! And he's like, what? Why? And I'm like, well, we're all one ecosystem. So like, what's the difference between littering here or like even taking it to a landfill? Like, we don't have real solutions. And he would get so <laughs> worked up. And I would every time I was down in Bryce, I'd take a picture and like it would always be. I'd be like, take a picture of me littering and be like. Here you go. And he's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think we should figure out um, our solutions before we get too worked up about things. Like, why is Bryce Canyon more important than anywhere else? <laughs> and I stand by that in a very broad sense, but it's also like very annoying that I do it. <laughs> he's just like, I literally do not like any of your littering jokes. And so you proceed to tell six more. <laughs> No, but it's true. The Earth is one ecosystem. Like, for Christ's sake, we can't have a fucking trash island the size of France in the middle of the ocean. Like, we need to figure it out. Right. Uh, Stephen Lee, tell us mm-hmm. about the um, <laughs> discovery of a residential school mass grave. Sure. Can you? Um, um, kind of. I can talk about, you know, what's been released so far. But, like, okay. also I have to be clear, like, I don't speak for the tribe. Like, right. my involvement in it is voluntarily and um also you're the town historian um kind of so like they hired me to be the so that's part of it is like they hired me to be the event coordinator and the marketing manager right okay and so the crazy thing about that is they hired me as the event manager um december 2019 right as covid was starting oh Jesus. remember how crazy that shit was yeah so like, COVID like was australia was on fire yeah <laughs> And it was my job to hold mass gatherings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think about that. Well, luckily, right? the, whole entire, the whole entire county was ready to open, so it was fine. Yeah, they were. But that, that was the problem with it. Like, right. I, was, I told you, like, I'm kind of tight with, like, some of these old, old people in town, you know? Yeah. And, like, so, like, so you I don't go, like, kill my grandma off. and grandma. Exactly. And, like. Well, you know Mondell Syrah, right? Like, he's part of the Cyrus Probably. Yeah. And I went, he's my uncle. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I went and saw him because he's married to my um, dad's sister. And mm-hmm. I went and saw him like a couple a couple months into the pandemic. 
mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, "This is bullshit. We just need to reopen. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not worried about it." That's and I'm like, "You're 85 years old." Oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "Is capitalism that important?" <laughs> right. But um, I like kind of felt like some. Well, like I felt a hell of responsibility for it because like I was like in charge of this stuff and like the state was coming out with guidelines like don't have more people than this and I was mm-hmm. be like hey like this event like goes against the guidelines the state is recommending like we have a pretty vulnerable population like half of us are old as shit and the other mm-hmm. half of us like have kids who are related to the people that are old as sh- oh I shouldn't say old as shit about these sweet people. But they are should, though. It's, it's appropriate. Like they're they're older than. They seven. were at risk age, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so like, I like was really concerned about that, and like raised my concerns. And they're just like, well, you know, like they got to be responsible. They just got to stay in their house and and not come out for ten days while we have this event. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, but like, what if they need to go to like the store or the post office? Like, there's going to be other people in town. Like a lot of germs being transmitted. You no, know, I just like gotta be responsible. I'm like, okay, but like, what if we hold this event? Grandkids come, they haven't seen grandma. They go out with all the people. They come back and give grandma a hug. Now grandma's sick. Like, it, yeah, you can see the scenario how easily this can happen. Yeah, and like our big event was the balloon rally, where yeah. like we pull like ten thousand people into town. You know, there's only two thousand people that live there. Right. Probably less it's, than it's that. A, it's a huge event. Like, it was our money-making yeah. event, like, every like, year. We closed down Main Street and Center Street. And, right. like, the, there's just crazy crowds, all super close quarters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was, like, freaked out about it. And I was thinking about one of these old ladies that, yeah. like, I, like, love, you know? Her name was um, Emma Alstrom, and she lived right on the corner of Main Street and Center Street. And I was like, she's oh going to be, like, right there. And I was worried about it. And, like, I just, people didn't want to hear it because, like Bobby said, it's a big economic event in the town. Mm -hmm. Businesses thrive off of it, and that is correct. The balloon rally is important, very important for the economy. It is. Mm -hmm. But people are kind of important. I'd say probably more important. Like, especially if, like, my grandma was still alive and, like, was here, I would not have let that shit happen. Mm-hmm. Would you, not. Okay, I can hear something. Who's Russell? Are you are you playing with something, Steve? No. Yeah. I really don't think I am. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry if I was. <laughs> um, but like I don't know. I like had that shit on my mind, and I was like worried about it. And then like I was sitting on Facebook one day, and I was in this Penguin History group, and someone posted this thing about how in 1919 there was the Spanish flu, and that. It was a super fucking crazy time in Panguitch and tons of people died and Uh a huge tragedy, you know? And so I was like, oh, that's wild. Like, it's a perfect fucking parallel to what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I'd always been in history, interested in history. So I decided to, like, start digging into this. And I did. And I, like, um, the books that had been written about it all said that Panguitch suffered um, more than any other community in the state. Really? That's what they said. But they also said, we don't know how many people died exactly. And so I decided that I was going to research this flu. And I eventually came up with a list of victims. It was 26, um, even based on the population at the time. Not the hardest community hit. Oh. But um, in some ways it was. Like, they talk about how every... 
nearly everyone in town was sick. Like people were sick, um, 26 people died, but they all died so quickly and close together that like there weren't enough healthy people to bury them. They had to like store them in coolers and like Shit. little kids that weren't, couldn't like dig a grave, had to dig a fucking grave wow. and like be buried at night. Like there was one day the social hall was converted into a hospital and seven people died in one day. Oh my God. That's huge for Penguin too. Yes. Like, and, and the other and crazy. And the population was even smaller, I'm sure. It was actually bigger. It was 2,000. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, right? And to, Penguin was booming for a while. Shit. It was like people were talking about it. Anyway, that's another story. But um, <laughs> the weird thing about it, though, is like following the newspaper articles is um, Penguin was one of the last communities to get it. Really? Like every, like, yeah, like I think, Spanish I think flu how, started. I think this and, is how this is going to play out too. Yeah. Like I've always felt that way that like Penguitch is going to be fine, 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 fine. Mm -hmm. And then Penguitch, St. George, they're going to get hit really hard and a lot of people are going to die. Like it, maybe with this yeah. new variant because there's so many people who are anti-vax there and then it's the tourism, mm -hmm. like everyone goes there. And so like, I, I mean, I uh, was applying for jobs because I had to, to collect unemployment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, one of them was in St. George, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're just, uh, I'm like, do you have any, like, what what are, what are you doing to, like, prevent, you know, what are, what are, what are your, like, sanitation, and, like, mm -hmm. do you have to wear a mask, do you have to mask up and stuff? And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. We're, we're in a little bubble here. Everyone's showing up. We're just totally fine. And I'm just like, um, you're not going to be. And they, ha I mean, I guess they have been, but it's like, I think that the history is going to repeat itself where Penguin yeah. gets hit really hard toward the end of the pandemic. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it was like crazy because it was like one of the last towns to get hit. Like they were talking about it in the newspapers. Like how incredible it is that Penguin hasn't contracted a single case, you know? Mm -hmm. Like as far as the trend goes, like it was on the downhill. Like they were past the peak. Like stuff was getting better. But wow. then um, Christmas came around, 1919. And World War II had just ended. Or World War I had just ended. And up until this point, they had had like a mask mandate. They had had corn, um, like a ban on mass gatherings. Um, but Christmas rolled around and the people in Penguich had not missed a Christmas dance since the town was fucking founded. They lived for that shit. And like, they're the, no one had, has this stuff here and it's Christmas, so let's have a dance. World War One's just over and this soldier came home from World War One who had influenza and went to this Christmas dance and before January was over, so this was a Christmas dance, before January was over, 26 people died. Holy Think shit. Think about that. That's yeah. less, that's almost a person a day. Yeah, and that's like. That's wild, isn't it? A lot of them were sick too. Like a lot of people got sick and didn't die, but like a lot of people got like really sick. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my God. And that was just from one guy. Yeah. So Guys, like, I'm I found scared. out all that shit, you know, I think I was getting to the Indian school, but I found out about all, all that shit. And like the people in Penguin, like I wrote about it in the newspaper, posted about it on Facebook, like tried to like drum up public support for canceling the balloon rally. Mm -hmm. um, didn't work out. We had the balloon rally anyway. Mm -hmm. Emma, Emma Alstrom, who I was worried about on the corner, got COVID uh -huh. and died. <gasps> as did, shit. as did um, another person in town who was a mother who was... <gasps> Who not wasn't, old. Who wasn't? Um, we can, Marnie we can... Blevins. Oh my God, oh shut my up. God. She did? Yeah. 
That's she wasn't old. She had kids. She no. was healthy. She worked at the hospital. Right. Um, and there's been a handful of other people too. Garrett you know? got really sick. I mean, he worked at the pr- he works at the prison. He got really fucking sick, and he's like, yeah, like, I remember he works that. Out and, shit. and like, I'm not saying it's because of the balloon rally or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying like we were in a position that I feel like we could have handled it more cautiously and felt, wish we would have, you know? Well, it's about to get like that because that new variant's coming the and it's the People holidays. before couldn't miss one fucking Christmas dance. Like, I yeah. just wondered what would have happened if we could have missed one balloon rally. Well, I you wonder know? what's, you know what's, you know what's going to be the big boom, though, is going to be the triple C New Year's Eve thing yeah. this year. <laughs> that's yeah. Gonna, that's going to bring everyone down. Yeah. So anyway, while I was researching that, I came across a thing about the Indian school in a local history book, and I'd never heard of it until that point. So I just kind of like came across it accidentally. Mm. Yeah. And uh, then what? Then you went digging uh, around? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I wrote this stuff about the flu, and like people liked it, and like it was kind of fun. Like, I was kind of good at it, like finding this stuff, and I felt yeah. like I maybe kind of did something good by like coming up with a complete list of the victims, you know? Yeah. And so I like feeling like the work I was doing, like, was I don't important. know, I had some kind of meaning or something. Yeah. And so I saw like this, all of a sudden I learned about this Indian school, which I was kind of familiar with. Like I'd heard the saying, uh, kill the Indian and save the man. Like I knew that it was mm-hmm. about Americanization and killing their culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I had no idea like the extent of the abuse and the trauma and all of it, you know? Yeah. But I decided I was going to start looking into it because I thought it was crazy that this thing was in my town and I was 30 years old and just learning about it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Posted about it on Facebook. No one else really knew anything about it either. A couple little references and some history books, but always just like a real brief treatment of it. Wow. So I decided I was going to research. And with the flu, a lot of the info I got was from newspapers. And so mm-hmm. I decided I'd go to newspapers. And I figured out about the years when the school was open and started researching keywords to find references from 1903 to 1909 about this Indian school in Panguitch. And mm-hmm. before too long, I came across all these newspaper articles talking about this woman named Mary Jenks, who was an employee at the Indian school who died of an opium overdose. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, what? That's wild. There's all these articles about it. And so I decided I'm going to research this lady, and I um, eventually find her death certificate. She died July 31st, 1905. Um, And on her death certificate, um, the witness was the superintendent of the school, Laura Hmm. Work, um, listed opium poisoning, said that she was a user of the drug, um, said that she was the music teacher and that she had been at the school for 30 days. What? Um, yeah. So there actually this woman's story, there's so much more to it that I could talk about for another hour. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> the really crazy thing was about her death certificate is the place of burial said Indian School Cemetery. Uh, up until this point, I had no idea there was a cemetery there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? An Indian School Cemetery? So like immediately went to... Uh, all the maps I could find, trying to find the location of it on the map. It's not listed. Hmm. I look up databases. No reference to a Penguin Indian School cemetery. 
I go to the courthouse, search through their archives, no record of it. It's not on a map. It's, un it's uncharted. It's, I have evidence that it exists, mm -hmm. but no documentation of it other oh than this God. one reference on a death certificate. So that like fueled my curiosities, right? And I got get going through the courthouse archives and eventually find the original property boundaries. Um, 150 acres, three miles north of town, um, and find like the deed of sale. Mm -hmm. So now I know at least where it's at. And then, um, still 150 acres is like mm -hmm. a lot of places mm -hmm. to look, especially for something that closed 121 years ago. Yes. You know? And it's north so of town. Still, so it's like, where, so where is it located? Like, is it like on, on a, like... Do you know where the experimental farm is? <laughs> no. What's experimental farm? Who's, who's farm uh, it's kind of weird. So like there's this big U Utah State University sign out front of this old red brick house three miles north of town. And it says Utah State University Experimental Farm, established 1909. Three. You know the three mile area at Rocking Horse Inn? Okay, yeah, I know where Rocking Horse Inn is. But Past Nays Meats. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't bring it yeah. up. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is it like, is it where the Bropies used to live? Um, across the street from them. Okay, cool. Pretty much. Yeah, and a yeah, little okay. to the south, but okay. basically. So I find these oh, property okay, boundaries. Okay, okay, okay. A guy that used to work for my grandpa worked lived there, right? It's like it's like kind of in like the there's a big front lawn. Um, yes, there's a big okay. front lawn. Okay, mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, 150 acres. Don't know where to look. It could be fucking anywhere. I have no idea. But it just so happens that there's this old guy in the community. I told you I'm tight with the old people, didn't I? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like they're good. They're a good resource, man. This old Listen, guy. Listen, Stephen, I think you're going to be like the uh, white man's medicine man for Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have all the stories and you're going to have to pass it down to the next historian, like <laughs> well, the next Three-Eyed Raven or some shit. <laughs> I want to write about the shit because it's not documented, you know? Yeah. It should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. history. It can't be Turns out a bunch of these old people who have lived there for a long time in the area... Um, did know about an Indian cemetery. Um, and independently of each other, I had three people familiar with the area, grew up in the area who were older, um, point me to the exact same spot. Um, which in and of itself, I mean, it's still not hard documentation, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's convincing evidence. It's enough. Yes. It's enough. Especially <laughs> because this spot happens to be on the school boundaries. Yes. Um, in a very narrow strip of land that um, otherwise would be far away from the school. I see. Um, so what's next for it is I'm working with the university, um, just helping like facilitate conversation between the tribe and them. Um, because like when I found this shit, I had just finished like talking about the flu. Mm -hmm. So I went to the city and was like, hey, I found this. Um, this is like pretty important. Is it cool if I like work on it a little bit as long as I stay caught up on stuff and like just like help it turn it over to the tribe and yeah, because like it's a pretty big deal. There's supposedly twelve children that are buried here, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they're like, yeah, that's cool. Um, just stay on top of your stuff, you know. And uh, so that's how it went for a long time. Eventually, reached out to the tribe, told them. 
um, you know, that I had like found out about this history and figured out where the property was and that I was um, fairly certain that I knew where a cemetery was. Um, wow. And from there, I mean, it just led to so much more research. I found school roles. I went to one university and came back with 400 scams of Holy internal shit. communications from the Department of Indian Affairs. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. The fact that and that's it's, still a thing makes That's a huge scream. resource. Yeah. yeah. And there's actually so much more, too, for me to still go through and scan and, and find and read through. Like, there's still a lot of work to be done with it all. So you're basically on your way to becoming, like, a world-renowned journalist. <laughs> no. <laughs> with your first two projects being pretty fucking topical. But hopefully I'm on my way to just, like, using some of my work time to, like, do something nice for a people who my people have profited off of their expense for a long time. Yes. You know? you like I live on stolen land. Oh yeah. If that's what it is, then that's what it is. <laughs> but like the thing is like, it does suck like getting criticism, but it's a, a very, very small taste of what like indigenous people and people of color oh, experience sure. yeah. daily. Like this shit happened 121 years ago. And they of course, like I'm sure made efforts to, to find their kids and to get people to listen to them. Or they thought they were getting a better life them. or something. They were sending uh-huh. them to have a better life. So but it's also, like I can't complain about any criticism because it's just like very small compared well, to... Well, does the criticism of some, especially in Panguitch, just drive you? Cause it's always driven me. I've always been like, oh, you don't think <laughs> what I'm doing is cool? Cool, I'm going to keep doing it even harder. <laughs> it's weird because like really it's I went hometown. from like... It's your hometown. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I like... There's a lot of people who are like really supportive and really cool and uh, I don't want to discount that, you know, and I like have hope in the community and stuff. I think just like some people with the wrong ideas are loud about it and sometimes it can be hard to, when everyone's (laughs) like the same, it can be hard to, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, you're, I get it. You're, you're preaching. It is weird though, because like, I don't know, I'm from here and I want to like, I'm not doing anything that's going to hurt the city. Like, I'm just trying to... Well, it's not like you're making up bullshit. You're just being like, hey, here's our history. Some of it's not pretty. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's you're what being what you is. want. Yeah. And You're being know. the change you wish to see in the world. Um, <laughs> honestly, can we... Uh, we don't need to nail down the exclusive, but when you're wrapping up your uh, research on this whole entire thing, will you come back on and tell us, like, the whole fucking story? Sure. Are you cool, cool with that? Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap it up then, huh? Oh, that's great, because I've been needing to pee for like oh, two hours. Oh, I have to pee. That's, all, that's honestly why I'm wrapping it up, because I have to pee so bad. Like, oh, my God, I have to pee. Okay, that's great. All right, that's okay, balanced. so we, we all you have to say is amen. You know how we do the thing. Uh, Stephen Lee, thank you for having Thank, thank you, you for so coming on. much. Um, do you have, no, no, no. Oh. Because we say, we really say, 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 say Jesus Christ, and then everyone says oh. amen together. Um, oh, yeah, but, I know that. Okay, so do you have anything to plug or anything? Yeah, any last words? Hmm. yeah or anything like do you want to do you want people to come to Penguin? like do we need to say hey come over come on down around you have a certain um, place I'm there st- <laughs> i started a new instagram page today okay Ooh, what's it that called? i'm going to use to post it's called people's history yeah send oh. us the link and we'll p-p-l-z history but it's just going to be about like cool shit in southern utah cool. like history no i'm excited honestly Follow. like the time that the southern paiutes saved southern utah how'd they do that real quick tune in next time, mm-hmm. <laughs> tune in next time. 
Okay, next to time. Steven captivates us for three hours. Shit, has it been that no, long? No, it's it's been it's not been it's been we have twenty but we're twenty minutes away from three hours. Oh, uh, that's cool. And we usually do two hours, so honestly, you've captivated us for a really long time. We appreciate. you I could listen for to that. you speak cool. for forever. So no, I'm honestly, already subscribed. I honestly, I'm honestly like we could continue, but I have to pee so bad. I'm cutting it off now. Oh, I am on the same page. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not as monotone as I thought I was. No, no you're, you're great. You're, you're, it's hot. You're hot. You're white hot. He's single guys. Listen Girls. to Deltron 3030. I am single. That is true. <laughs> Hit me up. And he's adorable. All right, Stephen Lee. Thank you, for, thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate you. We <laughs> say these things. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. <laughs> Is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.